0: Today, thank you. You look sweater. beautiful. Is it like mm-hmm. velvet? No, no, it's just it's, red, it's cotton. It's just yeah, red. I like how you got the red. Li- do you have lipstick on?
1: I have lip stain. Oh. You look like beautiful. i like a girl. What's lip stain do? Oh, uh, lip stain is exactly it's like what a what subtle, like. like lipstick is actually like essentially like a paste. Yeah, so you can on. kiss with it. Yes. It's, lip stain is designed to go under a Isn't bomb, it cheaper or or... and
0: yummier just to drink cranberry juice rather than it. buy lipstick?
1: You got it. Hey, everybody. This is the Boy Hattie Podcast where we talk about all the fashion hot tips. This um, is why
0: I, I would be a beautiful woman. That's right. I got all the angles figured out how to be a, a cheap, successful, sexiest woman. This is Bill with loves, his starburst stained juice.
1: lips. Yay! Oh, did they have any? Man, have they had lipstick that tastes like Starburst? I'm sure they do. Oh my god, yeah! I'm sure they do. Uh, well, not lipstick, probably lip balm, because lip balm is a land of flavors. You can get Coke and Dr. Pepper flavor lip do balm. Do they not have lipsticks that actually tastes like, taste well, like the
0: Lipstick star? usually is designed lipstick to. Lipstick is so weird. Lipstick I is just,
1: designed to carry a color, not uh, The most
0: sensitive part of your face, your kind of your body, aside from your genitals, and you're just like, stuff. It's not bad. It looks nice. I'm not saying it looks bad, but in terms of the practicality putting it. It's almost like women are obligated to do weird shit to their bodies that technically doesn't make sense but makes them more attractive. I still
1: don't understand high heels. High heels are awesome. High dude. heels make your feet look like, look like deer feet. It's, it's real not fun. Bad. I like high heels. Look high, high heels emphasize the shape and contour. I know of it actually hands. does change the the shape yeah. of
0: your legs and your butt And, and it and changes like that. Your, the, your walk
1: too. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. It's I'm like a way to level up immediately. I'm just, yeah. um, it was funny because I got heels for our wedding and uh, I wore them during the ceremony in the morning, but I didn't wear them at night because it made me a good
0: couple inches taller than Foley. Yeah. I'm like this oh, is taller half the, than fully. Yeah, yeah. What is fully taller than you normally? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, that's anyway. right, because she... Well, she had heeled, like, shoes, but not, like... She like, had she barely had, any, She had, like, had like, like, men's dress shoes on. Yeah. And yeah. you had the high... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: right. yeah. So, hey, everybody. This is the Boy Heidi Podcast. Uh, talking to y'all live from Bill's basement about more pop
0: culture garbage. Bill, was your any week? And women's fashion. That's right. How was your week, bud? Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, did you see... The thing about, like, little kerfuffle about Steven Universe yesterday with, like, Elizabeth Simmons and stuff? Yes! And I'm already bored by it. So no, go I'm ahead, bored, tell me it's about it. What? It's, it's, it's it's weird. Like, uh, we're not going to go into Steven Universe uh, spoilers, because, like, this whole conversation has to do with... Uh, people have not seen Steven Universe trying to get into Steven Universe for Mm -hmm. the first time or just passively thinking about maybe someday watching Steven Universe Mm -hmm. and the Steven Universe uh, online fandom being super fucking toxic yeah Uh, so there's a lady uh, writer online Elizabeth well she's a cartoonist too right Mm -hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Simmons Mm
1: she's Um, actually a Portlander too
0: uh, just in the last week or two I've seen a lot of people online talking about how uh, everyone can't uh, won't shut up talking about uh, Steven Universe so I'm thinking about getting into Steven Universe sure she's one of these people sure and, uh, one of the things, uh, like Carla and Emily Carroll yesterday were also talking about how they had started to trying to watch it, but they were kind of turned off by the fact that, uh, Steven is so useless at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. and also the show done by a lady with a bunch of badass lady characters, how it seems weird that they, it seems that the, the show's creators felt obligated to make the main character a, a guy when he seemed so super, superfluous at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, back when, I mean, this is something I went through, I you know, mean,
2: mm-hmm.
0: my, uh... Transition on how I think about Steven Universe is well documented on the Boy honey. podcast. That's right. <laughs> when they first announced it, when they first showed yeah. the poster saying Steven Universe, I was uh-huh. like, why is Steven Universe there? Why uh-huh. is Steven called Steven Universe? Yeah. Why is it called cool ladies with the superpowers? Because yeah. This fat little boy, fuck that fat little boy. And yeah. even when I started watching it, I was like, yeah. why is fucking Steven Universe yeah. even in this show? He's the yeah. least interesting part of this shit. Yeah. And so that's what these all, these, these other people online are going through the exact same process I did. Yeah, And... I guess uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Simmons was saying the same thing, and she, like, the fucking crazy-ass Steven Universe fandom started coming out and uh, uh, sure. attacking her on Twitter. Sure. Especially one guy, because I guess she had said something about, she had watched an episode or two of the show, and she was like, fuck Steven Universe. If I were Crystal Jim, I would just, like, crush him beneath my heel and just kind of go yeah. with my days. Fuck Steven yeah. Universe. I wouldn't worry about babysitting Steven Universe. Yeah. And this one fan was all like, how dare you talk about murdering a child! Even a fictional child has feelings! (laughs) This whole crazy, like... (laughs) He started going after her about like you child murderer and like she was like but he's, he's pretend and I was just joking and the guy was still like it doesn't matter that when you say that it's just a cartoon it doesn't matter that's the same thing men use to oppress women by saying why do you care about Wonder, what Wonder Woman uh, wears it's just a cartoon it's just a comic book you're doing that you're oppressing Steven Universe like, this crazy like kind of Tumblr crazy identity politics attitude. I can't believe that
1: an internet conversation devolved into extremes i can't this believe this is
0: me just saying it's really weird just uh seeing this like uh it really is it's 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 we're kind of like identity politics <laughs> Oops. Po- what the hell i'm sorry
1: you i do? wanted to look at this lego piece <laughs> while you were talking and he's so bored and this conversation this this debate is just one that I i'm fundamentally
0: i don't know especially because I, I know we have some listeners probably not have actually seen oh, sure, or maybe sure. thinking about getting into it and they may have actually have some of the same objections sure it, no, it yeah. they Even care about Stephen. Yeah, so well, I have it, it, is, it is. It is
1: totally valid. It's yeah. just like see. That's why I'm
0: interested because yeah.
1: Arguments over something not being feminist enough, or arguments about that's how the premi that pre- like or like that a show created by women uh, is like creatively hobbled by the presence of men or something. This that nothing bores me more rapidly than yeah. this sort of debate. Just because there's no winning it. A. B. there's not. It's really hard to have. The discussion, period. Because I think that Steven is one of the most important parts of... Steven Universe He actually just is Just because yeah. At the end And I think that One of the healthiest Parts of Steven Universe Just because I think It's enormously important To have a show About a boy Whose life is shaped By positive female Role models mm-hmm. And negative female Role models And uh, that he is Ultimately the most Traditionally feminine Character on the show Like I think that's Really enormously Important and vital And yeah. having Steven Be the conduit for that I think is great And it's like a great um, I can't think of A single other show That's about A young boy who's shaped by women like mm-hmm. that yeah. and who is encouraged and allowed to accept kind of these quote unquote mass uh, feminine aspects as being central to himself and more so than any other character yeah. like watching that with my nephew or with my uh, I should say my godson who has struggled with like he, his favorite color is pink yeah you've talked about this for yeah and all these things and now that he's going to school that stuff is being ground out of him because there's just no place for that yeah. and watching Steven universe with him and Steven is a character that's more like him than any other fictional character I've can think of and just the way he kind of relaxed into it I thought was just enormously vital and there's nothing else like in a media media it's kind of like how uh Tina Belcher is so important just for how gross she is yeah and how the show doesn't really judge her necessarily they're kind of flip sides of the
0: same coin yeah yeah I mean but it's like
1: that same sort of thing where it's like I think they're equally important and I think anyone criticizing the show for the presence of Steven is just, like, kind of missing the point. Well,
0: that's one of the things so. I was in a little t- uh, Twitter conversation with Emily Carroll, too, because we were both talking about how it seems, at first blush, it looks like Steven's only in the show because Cartoon Network would only let them make a show about female characters if there was a male star. And we were talking about how, while that is not a necessarily wrong attitude to have, that's that was probably an element in the creation of the show... Um it's 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 kind of fucked up to not give Rebecca sugar. Mm-hmm. They... The, uh, the 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 credit for well maybe that actually is an actual a yeah. part of the show and not just something is it, like Stephen Universe yeah uh, Stephen Universe was not a character that was just bolted onto the show yeah just to get it on the air but like there's a reason why that character is there and yeah. he's an actual important part and actually turned, yeah. that's what it does turn out to be yeah. if you keep on watching the show but it's yeah, just an interesting conversation about like authorial uh, 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 intent intent yeah corporate mandates it's it's kind of identity, again it's identity politics and, and like it's
1: it's a sort of show it's where it's really reductive and cynical to judge it on. I feel like on yeah. those tests, well, yeah, that's kind of one of the conversations. Where it's really like to know. just to look at a piece of media that is very genuine in itself, and then arbitrarily decide that an element of it comes from something outside. Oh, of Well that's not right?
0: wrong because there's oh, things no, 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 in no. the world that are corrupted by the A
1: hundred percent, I get it, but it's like it's just like that. It's just, like, it, it's hard for me not to bridle at that a little bit, just because yeah. I feel like the thing, you could co- criticize, uh, there's a lot of things to lay at Steven Universe's doorstep, but every single aspect of it feels deliberate mm-hmm. and thoughtful. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, more so than any other cartoon I can think I or frankly another show I can think of in recent memory. Like it all feels very deliberate and even the slightest episodes don't really feel slight because they really are building up. There's a couple slight
0: episodes, but I know still you and I disagree I on know, this. I know I know I know you and I do. But and there's also the thing too, just about like the like whenever a brand new kind of culty show kinda premieres sure. and you can kind of see it sweep across social media. Yeah. But you get it, especially in the last two weeks I've seen a yeah. lot of people suddenly go, Okay, everyone won't shut about Stephen fucking universe. Where do I start? Who has the episodes? I don't feel like paying 25 bucks on iTunes just on a whim to see what it looks like. Yeah. And so,
1: yeah, a lot of people are having this conversation right now. About like, yeah. It's, It's just interesting. I feel like the older I get, like the less interested I am with having a open, public dialogue about the things that interest me. Yeah. Like, I don't mind talking to people yeah, that I... Yeah, I love having these dialogues
0: with, with, oh. with you justifiably, because you've been a lady on the internet, you know how badly these things can go, you've been a part of these conversations. Whereas with me, I'm like, yeah, let's talk you. I'm just like, oh god, I wish I was dead. Well, the
1: thing is, it's, like, it's not that I'm not interested in having conversations. No, I'm not I, saying
0: you're not interested. But... I want
1: to sit down, t- like, I like, I mean, the fuck- reason why we do this podcast is I like talking to you about it. Yeah. And I like, talk. To- I love talking to Foley about media, and like, but it's like, the, the I don't I don't know, man. Like, I, lately, I find myself, whenever I'm about to spout an opinion on a thing on Twitter, I'll, like, post it and then immediately delete it. Just because I just don't want to, it's like, yeah, that's, that's, it's just, when you say a what thing, are you it doesn't get? mean randos. Yeah. Come share with me. I mean, occasionally you meet amazing people and you have amazing conversations. And so I, I'm really kind of hesitant to... Like, you know, totally withdraw from that. But on yeah. the other hand, I, like, the older I get, the more I just want to be in my tree house. And so, so like, people come in. Worst with me, and, and, uh, I invite garbage
0: into my life left uh, and right. I'm like,
1: yes, let's have a discourse of horribleness. <laughs> yeah. um. But it's kind of the reason why, like, I, I'm not really involved with, I, I've never been really involved with fandom. Like, I was when I was a teen, like, a young teen. Uh-huh. But I don't know, the older I get, the more I'm like, that's okay, Rantos. There are your opinions. That's good. Yeah. And,
0: it, and I expect other people
1: to react to me the same way. Way, Cause it's like, well, yeah, at it's the not a the condescending day, thing where you just. No, you know. yeah, it's just like at the end of the day, I I think it's. I think about when I was a little kid and I would go to the library and I, I would do this a lot where I would just, I loved the Dewey Decimal system and I would find just a <laughs> random thing and I'm like, this sounds interesting. And I'd go to that Dewey Decimal section and I'd just pick up the books and look at them. Yes. And I'd have this very intimate and immediate relationship with those things for having felt like I discovered them. And like, for example, I read uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for the first time. Not, not no, that was later. But like Mouse. Mouse I just discovered by picking it up mm-hmm. in the library. And it felt very intimate and immediate and uh, I did didn't really need any other dialogue about it because it was more interesting to me just to have this thing that i had a relationship with and i had all these thoughts and feelings about that felt very like a private sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, i don't know, it's I like think i'm kind of sentimental it because it is
0: true cuz you kind of grew up and like kind of like you were alone a lot mm-hmm. and it makes sense that as an adult that would be kind of your safe place to kind of like retreat a little bit and kind mm-hmm. of like build your own yeah, like you said like mm-hmm. your own little treehouse mm-hmm. and in an age where everyone seems to feel obligated to go, to go on social media and mm-hmm. have conversations with everyone else and not just with their friends on social media but strangers mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense that it, it, there we, it, like you would reach a threshold where you would be like that's enough I just want to be over here with things I like, with the people I like, yeah. and I don't have to invite the world into that.
1: It's not to say that I'm not interested in criticism, because yeah. criticism can be. Oh no, because you
0: can be one of the most critical persons. Yeah, I know it's not like you, you're you're saying this is like yeah, like Stephen Universe, some kind of baby I want to hide Mm-mm. from But at the it's, same time, I feel like there's like I feel
1: like we're living in a time of not criticism as much as hot takes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm just
0: I get very fatigued with hot takes. Well, a lot of it's stuff like, isn't a conversation, like you said. Yeah, technically, like what start off as a conversation about Steven Universe and yeah. identity politics and all this yeah. stuff and exp- authorial like, intent and stuff yesterday turned into Elizabeth Simmons getting in an argument yeah. with someone saying, you want to murder this child? See It's not even a conversation anymore. Yeah. It's fucking playground just yelling at each other. Exactly. And not even yelling at each other. Having someone just yell at you for just because you said something and, they yeah. just, and they're legitimately crazy and they're yeah. just yelling at you about even saying anything about anything yeah. they love. It's just... Yeah. I feel
1: like part of it is Twitter. Like, Twitter is so not a medium for genuine conversation. Yeah. Like, just the fact that it's all short, condensed things, it's it's more, in, it's more, like, uh, it invites more hot takes than
0: anything else, you know? Well, that's kind of the whole point of Twitter. Twitter yeah. is what be called hot takes. Yeah, you know? hot takes.com. Dot com, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just interesting. Whereas it's... Tumblr
0: is kind of the opposite, because that, you know, you can get go balls deep into conversations and stuff. But well, that kind of goes the other end, where it's just everyone getting lost up their own asses well, really-
1: Tumblr, in a way, is exact- designed for the sort of things that happen to it. Because the whole point of t- Tumbl- Tumblr is interaction, but not dialogue. It's really hard to have a dialogue on it's Tumblr. It's surface-level bullshit, yeah. Because, y- like, the whole asks and fan mail and reblogging with commentary system is so not really
0: designed for conversation. It's You're it's transmitting opinions, but not really ingesting... A- like, yeah, it's not... Yeah. yeah. And it's like you something could be reblogged with uh, commentary, it's one way. and it's
1: not like that person then goes back and sees what the person said back. It's really just like you build on something and then stick it out there, and then someone else builds it on it and sticks it out, and it just turns into this crescendo. It's like a wave. So
0: what we need is Steven Universe Live Journal community. I know
1: Foley and I were talking about Live Journal this morning, and Foley's like, "Is LiveJournal still a thing?" like it still has to exist, right? Yeah, even though it's like, is Live Journal is man. it LiveJournal.ru now? Uh, George R. R. Martin. I'm still yeah. It is essentially. Yeah. But uh, anyway, is he, like, the is last big user? Because he really is off
0: on his island of, like, he must be keeping LiveJournal <laughs> uh, alive at this I think, point. you know, I
1: think fandom still has but a live- rich place. Because LiveJournal is, God bless it, designed
0: for dialogue. It was half Tumblr, because you could post lengthy text things, yeah. post pictures, but then you could actually have kind of a message board conversation yeah. with people you could follow. You could yeah. easily block them. Yeah. It really is weird that, like, this thing that was popular 10 years ago and has been phased out and people make fun of, like, MySpace now, yeah. is you kind of go back, maybe if Streamline to bring it back. It could be yeah. something, but still is kind of like, I'm I, internet, I'm like I am hugely sentimental for live it. journal because it's not
1: just joking. Sentimental for live journal was awesome. Live oh, journal was great because yeah. it was genuinely like yeah, what is ten, in someone's you, mind. You had your ten icons
0: you could exactly from, your different feelings. You know so you, you could lock different. J- oh man. Yeah, yeah, I
1: know. I really miss live journal. I uh, so we still have the Grim Fandango dynamic theme on our on our PlayStation <laughs> yeah. Four, and uh, one of the when you when you mouse up to the upper front of the Screen, you see this concept art by Peter Chan, and it's uh, uh, Manny and the docks, and it, he's standing there in his pea coat cupping his cigarette as he lights it, and like, oh, that was a live journal icon of yeah, mine. Aww. sentimental. Anyway, are we willing to get our?
0: Do you still have your live journal account anywhere? Like, did you I do? Yours?
1: I I had it all it set should to be private. That hard to find. Yeah. I, I it still exists. I, I have, have it all set to private. I can't bring myself. Uh, I still have all the icons there because I couldn't. I couldn't, like, bring myself to do enough to delete it. I paid for, like, a month. I remember you, doing that,
0: too. Yeah, I forgot
1: when you could pay for that shit. Well, I went back and I paid for a month just so I could lock everything. Okay, Because yeah. you can ma- do mass locking with the paid account. So, anyway. Uh, I, I don't
0: did, think you the option to, like, download your whole Life Journal archives, too, uh, like, I, in one big, like, like, PDF or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, Anyway, man, so. uh, did
1: you guys know that social media exists and we have opinions about it? Uh, Bill, tell me about uh, the death of Superman Lives.
0: I saw two documentaries this week. Neither of them were very good, but they're <laughs> the subject matter was interesting. Sure, yeah. The Death of Superman Lives is about the Tim Burton Superman movie that he tried to get made, like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like
1: 1997, 1998, right,
0: with the with like the multicolor uh, Nick Cage and all that yeah. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. It's kind of. I, I, It's Nick Cage in a Superman outfit for for two hours No it really is interesting because the document uh, uh, I don't know if this must must have been Kickstarter or something like Mm -hmm. that but these people went off They actually do interview most of the people involved They Mm -hmm. talked to Kevin Smith who was the first writer on the Project Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of this A lot of the interest for this project stemmed from Kevin Smith like eight years ago he was Doing he was kind of giving Kevin Smith Instead of movies for a long time he was Like being paid to like lecture yeah He would just go to college tours and just talk To people and one of his big anecdotes was About how he was with the first writer Hired to work on this new Superman movie,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he was uh, one of the producers. Uh, was this hairdresser guy, mm-hmm. who's Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, who so somehow went from being Bar- Bar- Barbara Streisand's hairdresser to being a big Hollywood producer? Okay, and he was the producer of the Superman movie, and he was adamant that like Superman have a gay robot best friend. <laughs> Because that would be funny. Kind of like gay pants. Not in a cute, like, progressive, like, we need a gay robot because we oh, need, dear. like, but more like, ah, eh, like, like, yeah. uh, like flaming R2 D2. And that he wanted uh, 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 Superman to fight a giant robot by the end. Didn't matter where the robot. Super
1: robot. Or not a, sure robot, sure.
0: a robot. A robot spider. Didn't Ugh. matter, like, if it was an organic spider or, like, half bio, but just, it had to be a giant spider because mm-hmm. this guy just for some reason read a National Geographic mm-hmm. article that spiders are the worst you know blah 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 and he's mm-hmm. like "Well, we gotta make that our villain mm-hmm. and so he wrote the screenplay he had like superman fight brainiac but brainiac turns into a giant spider for some reason because but yeah. then his script got shot down he sure. never wound up being uh, part of the movie but then i guess a year later the wild wild west comes out produced by mm. the same guy
1: oh seriously that did you see a the lot. wild wild west yeah because it has a giant yeah. mechanical uh-huh. spider
0: at the end of that uh-huh. goddamn thing and so he's like oh and so that's one of his big anecdotes and so yeah. i guess that like ignited a lot of I when, yeah. when 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 the movie was first still still in just being just just hated, mm-hmm. there was still a lot of attention paid to it, but it kind of died off. But like sure. Kevin Smith talking about it, kind of brought attention back to it, and so these guys wanted to do a documentary where they wanted to go talk to Kevin Smith and Tim Burton and everyone mm-hmm. involved, and that's actually what they do. Mm-hmm. And it is really they it's 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 interesting to talk about to have a documentary that is about the these. Bunch of filmmakers trying to resurrect this character mm-hmm. who kind of died off cinematically in the mid '80s, right. yeah. and try to bring him back in the late '90s, yeah. where everything's trying to be harder, yeah, more edgy. And but before kind of like the big Marvel yeah. renaissance of of, of superhero it was movies.
1: like edgy, not gritty. Yeah. yeah, and especially with Tim Burton involved, who yeah, did,
0: who did a really good job of bringing Batman back. Yeah, but then how this guy he really got Batman because Batman's yeah. a freak, and Tim Burton's a freaking yeah. dark. Gothic yeah. yeah. But like, how does this guy, like, what does yeah. he see in a Superman movie? Yeah. And kind of talk to him about his plans for this. And they're just kind of interesting. And they talk they, they, they talk a whole bunch of stuff about the design of the movie and Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. They have a, half the movie is just, like, uh, just showing, like, Nick Cage costume tests for all the yeah. different Superman outfits. And uh, they even talk to, like, Colleen Atwood, who was probably mm-hmm. the most famous movie costume designer yeah, yeah. of these days. And then she, she's the one who actually designed all those superman costumes you see Nick Cage running around in hmm. and all those costume tests that like yeah. you know i eye and, I and stuff like I love to go like oh my god look how bad this looks yeah, yeah. and uh i just I just kinda, it's, it's it's not it's it's, it's it's funny about how it's it's not terribly made, yeah. but like when they talk to Tim Burton, yeah. they're obviously just recording the audio like off the offboard of like a MacBook because oh, yeah. it's not like well produced. Like yeah, they're talking yeah. to him, and I just had a little Gothic castle house in London. great. Right, right. It's not like come on, guys. You could have spent a little five five extra minutes just to make sure the sound sounded a little bit better. Yeah, well, and it's, also, it's, it's, it's not the the worst thing in the world, but it's I not mean, they either. actually do a good justification for pointing out how. That movie sounded so weird, and that's it's kind of a shame that Hollywood movies don't take a gamble like that sure, anymore. Sure, they would no definitely risks. wouldn't do it these days. Yeah. making a Superman movie is not a big gamble, but having it so weird, like Tim Burton in charge yeah. of like one hundred and fifty dollar, one hundred and fifty million dollar Superman movie, is yeah. weird. Yeah, and even Tim Burton, as big and popular as he still is these days, probably still wouldn't even get that project off the ground these days. Yeah. It's just kind of, kind of big what if kind of thing. interesting. But so yeah, it's, it's it's okay documentary, but it's... What was the other documentary you watched? Uh an honest liar. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard of James Randi and the magician?
1: Mm-mm.
0: He is an old magician. He's like 90 years old now. And he's he was one of the big magicians of the like latter half of the 20th century. And he one of his big things is he was going after like Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller was like the Israeli magician who was talking about how he, he claimed he wasn't a magician. Yuri Geller claimed that he was uh, you could use ESP to bend spoons and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so James Randi went after people like Yuri uh, Geller and stuff. Especially magicians who are claiming to be using their powers as, like, to heal people and right. stuff like that. Um, James Randi just essentially using his knowledge of magician tricks and thea- theatrical tricks to debunk, um, like, faith healers and stuff like sure. that. And there's just a documentary about this guy in his life and huh. the people he's gone after. Interesting. And, which is an interesting idea for a documentary. Unfortunately, the documentary about halfway through stops being about James Randi and his attempts to debunk faith healing and ESP mm-hmm. guys and all that stuff. So just starts talking about how the fact that he's gay and his partner for the last like 30, 40 years is this guy who stole someone else's identity. It's this dude from Venezuela. Who has been living like like a fake life for the last thirty years, and stops. Mm-hmm. And it's not really no longer about James Randi, but it's about his lover, hmm. and not in a kind of crazy sensationalist kind yeah. of way, but like they try to draw this parallel between James Randi being this magician trying to debunk other people who sure. are lying about being able to uh, faith heal and stuff. Yeah, but his 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 boyfriend slash husband he's been living a double lie and he's been lying to James Randy and like, oh, it's just not that it's just doesn't quite land. It's not really her, about James Randy at that point. Yeah. It's kind of like I could see that if they wanted to have that like as a little stinger at the yeah, end. Like, okay, yeah. here's this it's just kind of... Yeah. You, it's a document of this other guy. And, like, yeah. you can see... It. It's interesting to, uh, The one interesting thing is the fact that James Randi, this old magician guy, only came out, like, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And so for the longest time, his husband was just presented as just, like, his, like... His living, gal pal. Yeah, his <laughs> kind of like, my friend! Yeah. And so it's kind of nice to see this guy come out and, you know, this is the first time in this documentary really he really talks about being gay and why he was in hiding for so long and not mm-hmm. telling anyone about it. And... uh But yeah, just the fact that it goes into all this like kind of salacious stuff about his husband and having like, like, essentially the only reason this guy even came up, even made up like a uh, a separate identity, is because he's from Venezuela and he just wanted to get into the country, into the U.S. Yeah, Yeah. and so there's a reason why he was kind of like living because once he got into the country, he was obligated to kind of keep that fake identity exactly. And then he met James Randy and they fell in love, and so he wasn't gonna say, "Hey, by the way, I'm not who I say." Yeah, it's not like the guy's a murderer. Yeah, exactly. Lamb or yeah, yeah. It just He just had a fake name. Yeah. That's really what it was. and That's what half the documentary turns into. And it's like, Uh, okay, this is kind of, yeah, but like, that's not what I came for this. Yeah, exactly. It's like if halfway through the life and death of Superman lives, and suddenly it's about Tim Burton's wife. Yeah. And suddenly a Dracula. And you're like, that's fine it reminds But me, I, I uh, wanted to see More Nick Cage In the Superman Rubber yeah, Superman outfit It yeah. reminds me of uh,
1: This film is not yet rated The um, movie about The MPAA Rating system yeah. Which is a really Good documentary Until halfway through It turns into About him Trying to get The movie rated By the MPAA That's what it is And That's then he like, becomes on, This weird Hero
0: sort of thing But he's making it it's also kind of weird when documentarians kind of make themselves a main character in their yeah. own documentary, especially yeah. if it only happens kind of halfway through. Yeah. It's one thing if you're like James Spurlock and you're like, okay, or if you're like, uh, who's the guy who made Roger and me? Oh, yeah. The fat guy. I mean, yeah, dude. Not Roger E, but the fat guy. Moore? Yeah, Roger Moore. Not Roger, Roger Moore. <laughs> Ralph Moore? Hubert, <laughs> <Moore. laughs> anyway, but he's like he starts, he's, start, he's yeah. like, "Hey, I'm my name is Hubert Moore. Yeah, yeah, welcome yeah. My documentary. Yeah. And so you know what to expect. From exactly. It's not something like, okay, now this documentary is going to be about my wife, and now my wife's going to take over the documentary, and it's going to be about her pudding. And you're like, yeah, I'm not signing up for pudding. Yeah, oh, do I get like a dollar fifty back from my iTunes three dollar rental? Woof woof.
2: So no, it's not bad, honest. honest yeah, no, it's not bad. It's not you like, can watch like, half, half of it. it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, well, while you are watching these documentaries and trying to better yourself, I this week went to go see Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> Uh, How was it? I saw the first Magic Mike and did not like it. Had a really violent reaction. Like, that yeah, was yeah. the
0: Soderbergh directed Yes, one, it was right? the
1: Soderbergh one. And the, the, the reason why I did not ma- watch Magic Mike, or enjoy Magic Mike, is that you are sold a false bill of goods with Magic Mike. Because it looks like it's about a bunch of greasy men uh, grinding uh, musically for an uh, hour and a half. And really, it's a movie in which you watch a young man overdose and a baby pig eats vomit out of its mouth. Like, that was not the movie I signed up for. So, Magic Mike... In theaters. Uh no, I think Fully so, and I rented it. Uh, Magic Mike XXL is exactly the movie I signed up for. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is fascinating because it's... Uh, whereas the first Magic Mike was trying to, trying to be about fading youth and, uh, you know, growing up and these men who are in this stage of rest development and it's like kind of this sexual thing but at the same time they're very naive and... and,
0: and is um Channing Tatum, is that his fading youth? Is he like the main character? Well, He's like, oh, oh, my penis be tiny. Well,
1: the whole point is that these guys can't... You can't do this sort stuff forever and yeah, you need exactly, to grow yeah. up and get a real job quote unquote and uh, that was kind of the theme of the first movie they're all kind of trying to confront that and how this lifestyle that they live is not sustainable and all these things the second movie is just straight up like their last moment uh, they decide to go to a stripper convention uh, as their last hurrah before they all have to go get real jobs yeah. there was no like, it's not a competition. There's no winning money that they could start this new chapter of their lives. It's just no a one. road trip movie. It's just movie. like, hey, let's go here. It's a road trip movie and a dance-off movie. And <laughs> it's amazing. It was so oh. much fun. I enjoyed it so much. And uh, the one of the worst parts about Magic Mike was the awkward romance. Um, just because it just uh, felt kind of bolted on and... You just didn't quite buy How's it. How is
0: her romance and not just the guys just face-fucking the whole audience <laughs> they're dan- their dancing you, at? It should be. Yeah.
1: Uh, the, but Magic Mike Excel kind of plays on that because there is a woman with which Mike has chemistry. But the whole time you're like, mm, I don't buy it. Uh, and I, Brenna turned to me and she said, because I'm going to go see it in front of the podcast, Brenna's a and, and she was like, I really hope she's a lesbian because that would make her arc make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And the movie kind of... Kind of hints at it Without necessarily landing on it And it's just Is It's a from the great. first movie? No totally, oh, okay It's a brand new whole a, Like yeah This girl comes up And she's like A photographer And she's trying to make her way But she can't quite And she's like trying to rebel From her mother And it's not going mm-hmm. to And Mike meets her And they have a chemistry But it doesn't quite land And uh, he's still You know trying to you know, like Tell her to follow her You know figure out even find her way The way that he has And it's not easy But you try And uh, yeah At the end of the movie It's kind of a plot You see her hanging off two ladies And it's kind of like way to go magic mike for letting that be the subtext if not text that this movie is just about a good time the movie is also weirdly emotional (laughs) because there is a part where on their road trip they stop by this club called domina that is run by jada plankett smith and she has all her 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 man her men her man meets uh, dancing up on all these ladies and it's like a subscription club thing where you have to cut you have to pay every month to come. It's like yeah. a country club sort of thing. And the whole point is that it's like uh, when you go there you become you are a queen. And it's like all very like girl power, but in like kind of an empowering way. And they did they made a point of casting normal looking women as all the women in the clubs that okay, be cool, danced yeah. up on. Like you get to see kind of bigger ladies and kind of normal looking ladies. Oh, yeah. and, and uh there's one scene where there's a woman who uh is about to be danced up on by a dance Donald Glover, and uh, he, she's like, he, he's like, so what? Are you celebrating something tonight? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm. I just got divorced. And so the girls brought me here. And it's like this really empowering moment of like, they're just like, it's just about, you know, she could be happy. And it's like, afterwards there's a scene where Donald Glover and this other dude are talking and they're talking about how like, in a way we're like healers and it's dumb, but it's also true. And it was really emotional to think of like these beef, these just like this, this place you could go to or just like dance up on by beef healers. And I'm just (laughs) like, I got really like kind of, it was really kind of sweet. yeah, Yeah. And uh, afterwards, I was like, why isn't this real? And I was talking to someone at work, my coworker, about this. I'm like, I wish I wish there were Magic Mike uh, Disney World <laughs> I could go to. It should be a franchise, And she yeah. just looked at me and she's like, that's a strip club. I'm like, no, that's not. Because this is really about celebrating life and um, feeling good about yourself, and that is not what
0: a strip club even the you best clubs are not about healing and no. life and empowerment no yet. not at all so it was it was really oh, a lot
1: of fun man. i really enjoyed magic mike i down i got the soundtrack and rapidly realized i can't listen to it at work
0: because there's
1: one song on it that is just explicitly describing being dicked in great detail and i'm like I,
0: I don't so know. So does Don and Glover. But I haven't listened to Pony
1: a lot lately, but genuine.
0: Which so. song is that? It? That's the. I don't My Pony. Okay. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I know I hear these songs and I recognize them. I'm like, sorry. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, is Don Glover hot? Uh, he's, he's not my type. He's not my type. He's not my type. He's is not he dancing or anything like that? He's a singer. I never imagined him thing. being ripped. You see him.
1: I mean, he's he's like a pleasantly shaped young man. Does he have Does he have the cut hip thing? He they, that seems they, to be like you the, can't be his a stripper. His whole thing is that he wear he's mostly wearing a shirt and it like it's unbuttoned and you can see like. Oh, him, okay, you know, so, so he's an entertainer, so. not the really a rock stripper. The point is that stripper. he's there to sing and he's, he's a little bit of a doughy guy. He? he's not he, fat or anything he,
0: like that. He's
1: uh, got baby At Domino, one of my favorite things about Domino was that one of the dancers. I'm like. That guy looks really familiar. That's not, and it turns out it was Michael Strahan, who was in the New York Giants, a football player. Oh, I'm not when, gonna know him. When then. Foley okay. and I were really, when Foley was really into football, Strahan was on the Giants, and we had a big crush on Michael Strahan. Now he's like a commentator and stuff. And I'm like. Michael Strahan is dancing up on, la- on this fat lady, this larger lady, in this club. And I'm like, this is the perfect movie. I'm so happy right now. It no. was interesting because last weekend I saw um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, I... And this was like the perfect antidote to Fifty Shades of Grey. How was Fifty Shades of Grey? It was, it was awful and really not even I I talking I scanned about. through
0: Fifty Shades of Grey. It I... is the worst. It is just interesting
1: because it's just Annie, such a whiff
0: you have not seen 50 shades of gray since until you've seen it with chinese subtitles
1: <laughs> it is two 50 shades of gray is two hours of a woman having kinky sex with a man before she gets really mad at him for having kinky sex and leaves
0: that's was that's actually what happens in the book because i've heard people complain about like it's so anticlimactic hours What's what do you expect it is thing? i will say this about 50 Shades. she does leave though she does she wants yeah
1: uh, Fifty Shades is fascinating from a craft perspective because I think it was only an R-rated movie and there are very strict rules for R-rated movies Do they show vagina
0: no. in that movie? No, they like can't Not even the pubic hair or anything like that cause like uh, I was you, like, is this 13 shit? Because I was scanning through the scene check out the good parts and I'm like, oh Well, It's
1: fascinating because the sex scenes are surprisingly brief yeah, and uh, I watched it with friend of the podcast Erica Moen, and we started joking that it was um, every sex scene was three pumps because that was kind of all it was. Yeah, because the whole it thing can't be that explicit. Yeah. yeah, the MPAA is really puritanical about Especially female pleasure. Days. Yeah, so there's no cunnilingus. There's
0: no real pleasure. There's suggested cunnilingus at one point from what I saw, it's but it's it's totally so off camera. So, Bill, when you actually it like is. watch
1: it all in context, there's it's so up suggested that it's barely. Well, the first there. time she shows up to his sex. In, he just chased around with a wiffle ball
0: bat for five <laughs> minutes.
1: <laughs> it's fascinating. And so the sex scenes are surprisingly brief, surprisingly abstract, and it's kind of fast to I mean, as a director, it's directed by women, so God bless, it must be an interesting challenge to try and figure out how to film a movie that is about a sexual relationship when you can't really show much of... The sexual relationship? Especially since,
0: I guess, a lot of the emotional power play stuff is the stuff that happens exactly, in the bedroom. Exactly, yeah. And so it's not just a sex scene. It's supposed to be a furthering of their relationship. Yeah. And how much he she trusts him and yeah. what he's going to do Well, the he's thing got about, all this power, yeah, power. The
1: thing about erotica, when it's done well, is that um, in erotica, the um, sex scenes shouldn't be extraneous like yeah. in good erotica it's the like sex a kung fu scenes. movie yeah. a good
0: kung fu battle should be part of the story and exactly. not just like we're gonna stop the story just like a kung fu fight
1: there are, it, it somehow furthers the characters it furthers the relationship it furthers connection it, it performs something for the larger plot this
0: should have been the matrix of sex movies <laughs>
1: Uh, but it, yeah, it's just kind of. But the thing about Fifty Shades is that it. it uh, on top of everything else, um, I will say this the the two leads have no chemistry whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that feels so uncomfortable oh. to watch. To watch a movie where um, uh, the uh This love was interest... supposed to be the
0: dude. He was going to be. I just pulled out the latest issue of Entertainment Weekly. Uh, the guy from uh, Sans and White Anarchy, he was also the main dude in. Pacific Rim. He was supposed to play Christian Grey in that movie, Mm. but he pulled up. Literally at the last second, he's like... Uh Yeah, I think I just read this book. I don't want to be part of this shit. I'm going to go make this King Arthur movie.
1: I thought that James Dornan wasn't badly cast, actually. Was he in anything else I had known? Uh, he wa- I know him from... He's a male model, mostly. So I uh, I, oh, follow, okay. I follow a bunch, a bunch of menswear fashion tumblers. And he, he's always really striking and catches my... Eye. He was the uh, woodsman on uh, Once Upon a Time, is what I know him from as an actor. <laughs> and uh, wow, the thing that's a is, resume. is that he's not... Badly cast, mm-hmm. um, they just have no chemistry whatsoever. And that makes that makes all of the sex and intimacy yeah. really uncomfortable. Because to have that kind of especially when it's a movie and you can't see inside people's heads, the fact that there's no connection between these How, people makes it really you uncomfortable. Think
0: of the lady? Uh she was fine. I kind of like the way she looks because she doesn't look like a supermodel. She's she not attractive, but she looks she skews a little more towards more like kind of vaguely normal human being she and not does. just like she's not 12 feet tall blonde yeah
1: she, she's a very normal person with a very nice butt and very nice tits so good That's, on her you
0: get to see her tits for two seconds and they still, every time they showed it where they should see her vagina you just see her butt they always got like panorama. around yeah. did you see when you watched did you watch like a, like a DVD unrated version or anything we, do you we think got it from
1: Redbox
0: okay so, so it's like it probably it not gonna because you think on Blu-ray or home release they should have not that they I know even, they did do an unrated even version even the most but... unrated version of that movie it's still a Hollywood movie it's yeah. not gonna be like yeah. fucking. Yeah, blue it's not is the be warmest color. Exactly. Have yeah. you seen the sex scenes from that? No. We're like they're almost Still, there is nothing explicitly explicit.
1: I there is nothing in the movie that I would watch. No, thank you. Blue is
0: the warmest color.
1: I have no interest in that movie. I'm just talking about the
0: sex scenes. I, um, I i
1: no. Um, but uh, yeah, Fifty Shades was really uncomfortable. But it was interesting to watch. Especially if you're watching it with Magic a friend. Mike. Well, no, I mean I don't give a shit. Like Eric and I could talk about this. Like we've talked about it before, so I don't really have any issues with that. But Fifty Shades yeah. is fascinating because it has very little women in it, but it feels so much more women positive. Because the whole point of it is that it's all female gays, and all the women that are in it are kind of. I'm happy, and the men are just there to make them happy.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like, actually pretty cute. You
1: leave Magic Mike, and you're like, all right, it was like the best like female fan service. If you want, to what say was that. the audience that you saw time.
0: Magic Mike with?
1: Uh, a bunch of older women, probably in their uh, mid fifties, and then two drunk like girls who were like, in their <laughs> early twenties who kept taking pictures of the screen, but they had flash on. <laughs> So, Brenda, Brenda chase about
0: right for modern day uh, movie going. You know. and
1: Chase were sitting closer, and apparently, he could see some of the the conversations going on. Apparently, she was texting with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend had sent her a picture of him like in their sheets in bed, like waiting for her. And then afterwards, we were like, "Yeah, because sending your girl to see Magic Mike is like foreplay. You're like off. You're off the hook for any and all foreplay. You can come home and do a good old classic Fifty Shades movie, three pump, and you're done." <laughs> We're all good. She's already been
0: primed <laughs> up and ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Probably... But
1: it was really cute because the climax, it's really cute <laughs> Because the first movie, Matthew McConaughey is all like, I'm gonna tell you how to dance. That's in the first movie. Matthew McConaughey's in the first one? In the first one, yeah, he plays Dallas. (laughs) Oh my god! In this one, Matthew McConaughey and the pretty boy from the first movie are conveniently absent. And Mike is looking at all these guys like, this is our last big moment. This is our last big dance. You need to dance on something from something that's within you, not just something that you've been told to do. And uh, so what? uh, Oh, he's so pretty. Big Dick Rick is his name in the movie. He's played by Joe... I've heard people remember. talk about, like, He's that so seems beautiful. to be the
0: star in that movie. He's
1: so pretty. Uh, there, So he decides that his dance is going to be taking a woman and having, like, marrying her and then taking her home to the marriage bed. So that's the whole thing. It's like the simulated wedding, then banging. And it's hilarious because, so they're making all their props and everything, their set and everything, and he makes a sex swing and puts her in the sex swing and dances up on her. Sidebar, the woman that they got, again, I love that they got mostly normal women, and her look of absolute delight... (laughs) It's not really arousal. It's just, like, delight. Just I mean, there's... glad to be there. Arousal is yeah. there, but mostly she is like, I cannot believe I was paid to be an extra. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm being paid, it's paid to like be ground up It's like Disneyland. On. Yeah. Exactly. So, but what's so funny is that... So it's a sex-sling, sw- and the pr- the two drunk ladies are just like, what's that? Oh my god, what's that? I was like... <laughs> Sweetheart. You clearly they haven't seen Wild Wild West, I'm just saying. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, is there a sexling in Wild Wild West? Yeah, yeah, there is because the dude uh because Kenneth Branagh has no uh legs. That was actually the first time I ever saw a
0: sex Is that a se- <laughs> What are you use a sexling for? Sex Bill <laughs> Which, which half goes, well, depending on what your partner's. I'm it depends mechanically. on what you're doing. I'm, I'm sure I could, if you left me alone you could with, 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 a, with a sex pumpkin <laughs> and a sling, I could figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's put it all my porn journeys. I've never seen never actually seen a, a sex thing. I've never seen it yet. So
1: Anyway, it was just real cute. Because taking splash pictures of Channing Tatum of the
0: woman's to in the swing and she's swinging back and forth. Yeah. But, like, if you move, she's going to crush her penis... It's gonna be like the bowling ball. It's not gonna be crushed video. if your penis is
1: inside her, Bill. Do you have to chase her back and forth? Cause she's swinging. Well, you're slamming her down on you, dude. Do
0: oh, you that's all it that is. To explain this to me. Oh, okay. It's like I, a thought swing. It was, I thought you were using the full half of the swing. No, it's not like a swing <laughs> set. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. what I'm. That's figuring. Like I thought you'd push her it's, away.
1: Think she, of less, she launches off your dick and comes back. Think of less like a schoolyard swing and more like uh,
0: one of those ponies that you put a quarter in and it rocks back and forth. See, but now I'm so you got a lady on her back in the swing. She's swinging back and forth and the guy's like a koala bear huddled like her sure. crotch wrist gets to her crotch like holding on ready to fall off you as you are painting the
1: most erotic picture i can't wait for 50 shades of bill yeah. <laughs> so good anyway you had a good time in conclusion magic mike. magic mike xxl was really good surprisingly emotional and I well, it surprisingly emotional. i'm glad to see not only was it hot
0: but it was also it was
1: just it was, there was just it something was about feeling. a yeah. safe place for women that just is there for their it's a big delight. Thing this conversation and today, yeah, it was really emotional because that's so not real. Where on earth is there a safe place for women that enables them and celebrates them with beef healers? It doesn't exist. I would pay for that Kickstarter be feelers dude. God. Anyway, uh Magic Mike, God bless you. Bill, tell me about the Mission Log podcast. Oh, going from sexy to
0: the opposite <laughs> possible extreme of uh-huh. sexiness. A uh, Mission Log podcast is a new podcast. I can't remember where I heard about it. It's a Star Trek podcast. Mm-hmm. Again, with the, the least erotics. <laughs> it is mind. a podcast that is I have no idea who the two co-hosts are. It is produced by Gene Roddenberry's son. Okay. So, I don't know if that just means he just like signed off on it yeah. saying, "Yeah, you can talk about Star Trek." Sure. I will not to you, but it's just a couple of guys. Just that uh, they're going through all of Star Trek, and they start off with the original series. Now uh-huh. they go through the movies. Now they're like in the first couple seasons of, of uh, Next Generation, they're just talking about the episodes. Uh huh. Grant a million podcasts do that, but it's they do it in kind of funny, kind of right way where they're self aware. Yeah. They're not taking Star Trek too seriously, yeah. and they have like this. They use the Apple fake Siri voice. Oh yeah. To do kind of like. Kind of pretending it's like the ship's voice from Star Trek, but yeah. like making weird commentary and stuff like that. Yeah. it's not like too wacky, like trying too hard to be funny. But it just kind of, if you like Star Trek and you like, uh, well, if you would like the an, an, a, a podcast that talks about Star Trek without taking itself too seriously, mm-hmm. I recommend the Mission Log podcast. Check mm-hmm. it out on iTunes; it's, it's very funny. That sounds pretty good. It's something else to talk about because uh, we're talking sure. about Star it's Trek. We're You're about Star Trek, but yeah, no, it's Ryan, Goofy, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking,
1: Speaking of taking yourself to too seriously, this morning, this morning before, before I came, came over, before over, I, I caught right. up on him. Hannibal.
0: I have, I am, I've got to be three or four episodes behind now.
1: So is this the one where he caught now? No, no he, he, yeah. So this, this season is, is basically set in two parts. There's the part in Italy, which is about the pursuit of Hannibal and eventual capture of Hannibal. Oh,
0: so does it come back to. Now we're
1: in the second part, which is Red Dragon.
0: Yeah. So we're, so we met in Dollar
1: Hyde. Yeah. Hannibal's caught. Um, We're meeting Dollar Hyde so played, played by play? Richard Armitage. Who is he? He's been in a lot of movies. You do not know him because you are not a uh, heterosexual woman. Oh, where? He wear. was the hot dwarf in, in the Hobbit movies. There's
0: two hot dwarfs. <laughs> Who's the other hot dwarf? There's the main hot dwarf. There's the main hot dwarf, yeah. He's, he the, he's main, the main... Oh, dwarf. he's this, the, the smoldering... Yeah, uh, yeah he plays a serial killer he plays a serial killer yeah a pretty good serial killer he's, he's doing a really good job because they have, have the younger sexy dwarf who gets like oh a, yeah the like, one of the twins or he's whatever like yeah. of, he's, he's the one who doesn't have the full beard he has sure. like the fucking I, nickelback beard i am not the person to ask about Fuck who are the movies. sexy dwarfs
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that person uh richard no. armitage i know him because he played the sheriff in that terrible bbc robin hood show no no um, is he actually english Yes. Okay. Yeah he he was in a Jeez. miniseries called North and South. He makes most romance novelists nice and juicy. That's what I know about Richard Armitage. Aww. But anyway, uh, he's playing Dollar Dollarhide. He's doing a really good job. Just because all the scenes with him so far have been just him alone, and usually not even speaking. It's all about him and this... I was say, the
0: smoldering eye thing would really work out for him because if he's just kind of and the physicality. At is he muscular? Is he ripped? He's. Built, but he's not like a beast machine. He's they, just like for the, the Hobbit movies, they put him in a fat suit and filmed him from five feet away. So he was like really short compared to everyone else. He's like in a Santa suit. Yeah,
1: like... Foley's joke was like, I had no
0: idea he was so tall. I'm like he seemed I'm like, yeah. So is it so is it the thing where so now is it that Hannibal's <clears throat> captured and, yes. and and Vincent stinkle butts needs to go yes. like use we'll Hannibal's know. help? Yeah. So what happened to Carolyn Deverna? She, she's just, she's just still crazy in the woods. Carolyn
1: Deverna is now the um, uh, implied the uh, what's the word the warden of the mental institution where Ham, which I
0: think was. that's what her character is yeah. like. <coughs> so she she's usurped
1: Chilton, who is now just a hack writer. Oh, okay. Writing about uh, uh, murderers, and uh, okay. Carolyn Vernau is now. So she's warden.
0: not just going off because you. It made it when you were talking about made it sound like Carolyn Vernaz's character was going off, had gone off the deep end, was going crazy. Oh,
1: she. Well, I mean, it's not that she's crazy. It's just that she is now. Well, she's been like a very different person. Oh, well, she she committed murder in the last episode. Yeah, because you were talking about that. Like you know. she she is. Uh, is she very... already warden when she kills somebody? No. oh Okay. She's kind of clearly going freelance for a while, but well, there's a three-year-jump yeah.
0: between the last episode of this I thought episode. maybe they are going to make her into a serial killer or something, too, or some kind of no, weird, No, because like... the thing is, it's not I that... because like, you said three-year-jump. Your... Okay, that makes more sense, because I was wondering how you go from her being that fucked up to suddenly now she's got, like... She's and back her, at a desk job. It's not okay. like
1: she wants to... Her... Mur- the murder she commits is more of a necessary catharsis yeah, than, like, I just not want a... to kill Oh, no, well, that's what I'm saying. But,
0: like... Know? that i could see that with if you're a television writer and your oh, yeah. character who has to like do this catharsis murder that's either putting kind of like a bow on their pain, and yeah. now they can kind of get beyond that a little bit. Or it's just the start of them going on a rip, roaring rampage of revenge, and they're just going to start going off and killing yeah. other people because they can't feel again unless they kill more. You know, some kind of weird shit like it's that. It's
1: interesting because she is a very different person than the person Do she you was. You like that because she was? I think I thought she was the biggest whiff on that show. I thought she especially it was especially the huge, second season, a huge waste of her talents and, frankly, just of her character. Yeah. I just thought it was boring, and so I'm I'm interested in where they've got. At,
0: at least if she's doing stuff now although
1: she's just the warden she's just going to be
0: the boss going we uh we no, need to order more toilet her, paper well
1: the thing is is that she knows hannibal and she knows him very well and yeah. they have a weird relationship anyway and then on top of that he she committed murder that he took
0: has anna kolomski ever come back no because they were talking about they were talking. she's busy on veep because they want to do the they essentially want to do a season that's uh silence of the lambs again mm-hmm. And I think they were talking about What's-Her-Face. Brian Fuller came out and said that they want to get uh, What's-Her-Face. She was on all the video games for a year to play (laughs) Clary Starling. What's-Her-Face? Oh, uh...
1: uh, Little
0: lesbian lady. The
1: little... Now I'm the. She was in The Last
0: of Us, but not really The Last of Us. She was also in the game with the ghost, where she got (laughs) her ghost brother... What <laughs> are you talking about? Ellen Page? Ellen Page? Ellen Page, you wow. get Ellen, Ellen page to play with Clary Starling. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Wait. Wow. Okay.
1: Hannibal? You did a whole little journey there, Bill. Anyway, well, Ellen we'll page. We'll okay, see. let's see. Um that wouldn't be bad. Oh yeah, Clary Starling, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the most. So now we're in the Dollar Hide part of uh, the Red Dragon part of the season, and this has been kind of a reset to first season handle. You know what?
0: If this took place in the 90s, they'd call it Rad Dragon, and he could be wearing jams. Exactly. the late 90s? so it wouldn't make an edgy. Have you heard it. about
1: Vaporwave? Can I finish talking about Hannibal? Oh God, and then you can yeah. talk about my room. I'm almost done. I started to cry.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt you because I'm bored. It's <laughs> my brain. The,
1: so they're doing... It's like him... Inve- it's Will Graham investigating a murder and doing the whole, this is my design thing and all that with Hannibal's help and guidance. One of the interesting things that they're doing is that they've made a big point of talking about Hannibal and his um, memory palace, right? They go, they go out of their way like, I am building my memory palace. Yeah, and, it's, You yeah, know, yeah. And all these things. Which and,
0: in the past has been like a big thing in Italy. It was like a big cathedral mm-hmm, kind of like structure mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And like, Woolgram has his mental palace. It's a lake, yeah. it's a fucking fishing river in yeah. Ontario.
1: So, uh, you see, whenever you see Hannibal in his cell, you see it's, they very deliberately designed it to look like his um, office where he took on patients. And there are moments when he's talking to someone, like he's talking to Carolyn It's not just in a dark basement. Well, let me, s- um, where I'm going with this yeah. is you see him talking like Carolyn Vernon or talking to Chilton and he's not just talking to them. They will be sitting at a table like and they'll be drinking uh, wine okay. they'll be eating food that he's made but it's not, he's like oh but not real person blood this is a cow like not not a person cow a cow and uh like and <laughs> not th- a person cow they they do a lot of things visually with where like they're obviously actually having this conversation yeah. but the con- the visuals are not literal it's and, it's in a different
0: context in his head yeah. yeah
1: and so it's really interesting because they're really painting a picture of why hannibal let himself be captured okay. is that even even though he's, like, he's caged, like, that he is still living, like, this rich, like, life, and yeah. this is everything he wants. And I have
0: to say it, whenever we have a podcast, I picture, like, we're flying through space <laughs> on the Millennium Falcon, but, like, actually, like, we're, like, hanging out on top of the Millennium Falcon, and, like, stars are flying by, yeah, there's, like, yeah. space, all, pew, 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 uh-huh, pew, still, uh-huh. still paying attention to you. Yeah. But also, give uh, was giving me a shoulder
1: rub. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And it's
0: really weird because you're really into it, but you're still talking to me. Chewbacca's like, rubbing my feet. <laughs> it's, it's like you're daring me to look at how aroused you are, even though you're still talking to me straight in the eyes. It's kind of like ha- a Chewbacca's ha- like, mm. <laughs> beefy. <Be-feeling. laughs> Essentially he says So you're still digging the show then
1: Uh, Well I mean Hannibal is so Such a bad show Hannibal is is dumb bullshit It is a bad show And I really enjoy it I'm enjoying it more Because this is kind of More to what I was Signed on for For Hannibal Because the least Interesting part of Hannibal Is Will Grant. No one believes Will Graham or Will Graham being a murderess, whatever. I kind
0: of got tired of season two. Oh, yeah. It's just so much fatigue. Especially, like, he got framed for all the Hannibal yeah. murders. And it was just like...
1: You gotta see just... Scott Thompson and the other guy come back this week. Oh, they did? Yeah. Aww. So it's like... it's I, I miss Hetty Ann Park, though. It's really what I miss. She's the Asian she lady who got sliced up. Yeah. Spoilers I, for She Hannibal. was so... I
0: she really was liked her. She's one of the few female characters on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, happens? Went, went, what went, happened? What have to went, X-Files?
1: Uh, X-Files is... Uh still around. What's interesting is that Jillian Anderson got title treatment yeah. this season, but I think they're done with her now. Oh, really? Cuz I really Did she, she was killed? there for Italy. No, she's live. She's kicking. She's rock and roll. Oh,
0: she just escaped. Anyway, well,
1: Habinol. Yeah, 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 Habinol is dumb and good. I'm enjoying you, having all in your last six episodes. Oh, I'm
0: glad you're digging it. Uh, Bill, tell me about Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island is good. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't talk about it too much because I am playing it for another podcast. We're going to be starting up with the Grumpy Turtles soon. Oh, yeah. Party to the Party. Are you actually going about this? No. We're just going to start up. It's going to be... I think we're going to record every other week. Mm-hmm. We're just going to talk about... Is it every other week or monthly? We have to talk to him about this. Yeah. yeah. And we're just gonna be talking about stuff, uh, movies, games, uh, media and stuff that we've always meant to play or mm-hmm. watch or read or listen to mm-hmm. that we are doing now just for the podcast. And sure. so I'm like one of my big backlog games has been Yoshi's Island. I've never mm-hmm. really played it before. Mm-hmm. So I just been playing, playing that for the last couple of weeks. It's mm-hmm. super cute. Yeah. This whole Biz 16 game that's supposed to be it's drawn up to it's look a like it's, game. it's like made out of the chalk and pastels, mm-hmm. you're playing as Yoshi and he's cute, and there's little songs and just mm-hmm. like little baby Mario's on your your back and even you get when you get hit as Yoshi, Baby Mario pops off and gets like floats in a bubble for some reason. Starts crying, <laughs> but the crying sounds kind of annoying. But like it's still super cute and just yeah. like it is like the aesthetics and everything are so fucking fantastic. It's really yeah. fun to play. It is. Ball's hard, though. Yeah. I am an experienced Nintendo player. Yeah. Granted, my skills have kind of gotten rusty over the course, yeah. like, in the last, you know, 20 years. But still, like, this game, like, I'm glad I have, like, the Retron 5 emulating, con- like, retro gaming console thing. Mm-hmm. Thank God they let you do save states. Yeah. Because I just got the last the world of the game, and I totally, I would not be able to beat this game if I weren't for save states right huh. now. But it's really fun. It's, it's pretty good. So, I got that. I got three quarters of the game without having to, like, rely on kind of cheating my way through sure
1: sure that's really fun you're just like you're yoshi. yeah i know it's a uh, friend of the podcast sid's favorite it's uh, goddamn
0: game. cute the music's fucking great mm-hmm. you suck because you're yoshi so you swallow enemies and shit yeah. them out as eggs and then uh-huh. you shoot them out through your mouth uh-huh. like as, as bullets and shit like nice. that and like it's like you're just really goddamn cute it's been really fun Aww. um i just played uh, a little play- oh, wait so were you watching foley play far cry 4 last night yeah around eight o'clock were you watching her Yes. She was online playing. I finally... I saw that she was online... Earlier in the day, she was streaming Far Cry 4 on PlayStation Mm -hmm. 4, so I thought Mm -hmm. I'd jump in and just kind of jump into her game and mess with her a little bit. And it turns out I couldn't do that because I had to install, like, a 2-gig update for Far Cry 4. It took forever to download that, and I just decided to leave her alone, but I saw later on last night that she was still online. Mm -hmm. And so I went to go join her, and I found an online game with someone who I thought was fully... (laughs) I went into their game, and I just started acting like a maniac. (laughs) And at the end, the person disconnected and says, like, Fart Wonder 408 has disconnected from the game. And I'm like, that's not (laughs) 408. like, uh, we were still doing stuff co-op, and sometimes they're just ruining the person's game, Yeah, but the person didn't have a mic on, so I didn't put the mic on, because I simply was just, like, quietly wanted to, like, I was, you know, it's still the thing, I was still kind of, like, half-blowing ourselves up a little Mm -hmm. bit, like, kind of, like, being Mm -hmm. a little bit of a dick, but still trying to have a fun tribute, not just trying to wreck her time, and so I didn't realize he was doing this to a complete stranger (laughs) for an hour! For an hour! not talked this on the podcast today <laughs> and that's how i spent saturday night because uh, there's when you first go in there's a like just a play co-op matchmaking sure thing, yeah yeah which i thought that they would default to to letting you play co-op with whoever's online playing the game first yeah. but no they just hooked me up with yeah, a random ran stranger up. oh boy so, yeah. that's pretty funny that's um pretty the good. other thing too have you played journey before yeah I played it on PS3. Did you see that you, it's uh, downloadable for free if you bought it on PlayStation 3? Man, yeah. Fucking journey on PlayStation 4. looks a little bit it, prettier. Frame yeah. rates a little bit faster. Yeah. That looks, man, I've played through that twice. I So I downloaded that earlier this week. Just yeah. thought I'd play it just fired up to see what yeah. it looked like on a whim. Blasted through it like in two or three hours. It's mm-hmm. a super short game. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's, I would say it's fun, but it's still.
1: It's just such a, I mean, it really is like a tone poem. That's such an asshole thing to say. Yeah. But it really is the closest I think a game has gotten to poetry in a long time.
0: It is fucking good. Laura Hudson online, she mm-hmm. played it for the first time last mm-hmm. night and she was raving about it. And I'm glad mm-hmm. to see there were people out there still playing Journey for the first time. Yeah.
1: Well, I it just it's... came up on PS Plus this week.
0: Is it PS and, Plus? Or excuse
1: me, it just came up on PS4. And uh, it's cross It's cross-buy. like 15 bucks. So if you ha- bought it for the PS3, you can download it for free. Yeah, even if for. you didn't,
0: I think it's only 15 bucks. It's, it's, definitely, it's worth it. It's, it's a short game, but for what it is, is it's concentrated a little chunk of beauty. It's fucking yeah, fantastic. That's real good. And um, I don't know. Has Fully ever played it? Because I don't mm-hmm. know if she'd be into this, something like that. I had a
1: friend over for dinner this week, and she never plays video games, so we
0: booted it up and pl- I showed her the first she like, had a good, area. Did she play mm-hmm. herself, or you she did she play it I too. Because it still has d- dual stick controls. So you mm-hmm. can do motion camera controls and mm-hmm. stuff, but that's still a little.
1: It was really interesting because the person I was, uh, who I had over, um, has, doesn't really play video games. On top of that, was raised Quaker, so really has a kind of. Uh, Did not you really read her oats? Yes, <laughs> there you go, Bill. And does, doesn't How really you have. someone who was raised a Quaker. They're they're people. They work and live around. I thought around they turn into smoke the moment they touch
0: electricity. <laughs> uh, they
1: um. This Quakerville, not Amish. Thank you. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh but did anyway. She,
0: did she have a, just a chin strap beard? Just beautiful chin strap beard. No, yeah. but it was
1: interesting because we also fully wanted to watch, show her Monster Factory. And so we showed her the Fallout <laughs> 4 Monster Factory, and there's all you know, there's all this stuff for you. Cause in Fallout 3, I need to see that kill one people, I think... you you explode into bits and just meat. And there are parts of the video where they're just like, carrying around like chunks of humans, and my friend is just like eh. Yeah. And I realized video how games. strange that must be from the outside, right? Just showed her journey, and like, yeah, oh, this is what video games can be. The and then say, "Here's my favorite video game. You can carry around a man's leg like a trophy." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, can you use that as like a melee weapon? No, or you like can just—it's just you can pick up things. Man, that Fallout Three Monster Factory must be good because I've heard multiple of my people favorites. online this week talk about that as their favorite Monster Factory mm-hmm. episode this week. Uh, D bomb. <laughs> Oh, I listened to I fought catching up in MBM my brother, my brother and me a little mm-hmm. bit this week. I did you hear their Tortinos? <laughs> yes. How do we get a totinos sponsorship is my question. We gotta start this is where' we gotta start. I am so ready to what? sell in- out when was the last time you had a Tutino's product? Uh, Actually, probably only Miss a couple Hef- weeks ago. Really? Because yeah. I thought it would have been a couple of years now because I know you're getting healthy no, and No, I'm not trying. to not tr- tr- still like I'm
1: not doing that well at it. Really? We like, you know, the party pizzas are really good, cheap, and fast. For a
0: dollar, 99 yeah. cent, man. You take yeah. that thing, it's kind of soft, you fold it up like a taco. <laughs> the terrible thing is, well, I started listening to the Tutino's, although I can't even speak. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, my God. No, the Totino's episode, uh, I realized that I actually did have a freezer bird bag of pizza rolls <laughs> upstairs. Sure. That at the moment I was like, oh, shit. So I paused the episode, ran upstairs, nuked them real quick. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. They taste like death. <laughs> oh, believe it. Because they taste like fridge. It's better than freezer bird. Yeah. It just tastes like old... It tastes oh, like grandma's oh. blouse. Oh, boy. And But I ate them while listening, which seemed to actually be kind of the perfect way, the perfect kind of Totino's pizza rolls to eat during yeah. my brother, my brother, and me, yeah. Totino's episode. Episode. And then I heard you f- almost fell off your bike here as you were laughing at another episode.
1: Yeah, man, I, I was listening. The
0: Gamja ag- Bar. Oh,
1: fuck. So good. God, I love. Stop listening to our terrible podcast. Go listen to My know, Brother, My Brother, and about, Me. Hey,
0: go listen to Mission so, go listen I'm it. excited
1: because they're coming to Portland this month now. Oh, that's right, uh, at the end of this month.
0: Oh yeah, well, to- no, 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 no. Technically, you can say that in a week because it's not August it was an, It's not August yet. It's going to be me. soon. Excuse me, very soon. Anyway, oh, uh, that means I got another piece of my Millennium Falcon coming.
1: Yeah, Bill. Oh. You got it, girl. God,
0: God. But where are my nipples? Like nipple rings. Uh,
1: I know we're going on, so I'm gonna try and make this brief. But I wanted to do the latest update in Annie's comic corner. I am continuing to uh read uh, over the last couple of months. My part of my depression has been I've been buying comics but not reading them. So I'm trying to read them. Last week it was the excellent Gangora Tagame's uh, My Brother's Husband. This week I read two comics. Did you see who we got retweeted by those guys? I know I got retweeted. We got retweeted <laughs> by Massive <laughs> and Tagame. I I hope I pray to God they didn't listen to that, that terrible episode. <laughs> Uh, uh, this week, I read two comics. The first was Marion Churchland's Beast. It's published by Image Comics. I want to say in, like, 2008 or 2009. Okay. Um, I've had uh, Marion Churchland on my mind because she and her husband, um, uh, Brendan Graham, uh, have been working on a project called Eight House with Image, Um, kind of a collaborative world-building experiment. And the first volume of one of these uh, Eight House books, Arknight, Night, came out this week. Uh, Excuse me, *Arc Light. Really good, uh, written by Brennan Graham, heard drawn by Marion Churchland. Has kind of a, um, a finder feel to it. Okay, um, Really enjoyed it. So it occurred to me, though I'm familiar with her work online, because she does a lot of great like posts on like Skyrim and Dragon Age, and, and she has a really great aesthetic. She likes drawing objects and things. It's, it's hard to describe. Anyway, she's great. Uh, I hadn't read any of her comics other than Arclight. So I picked up Beast, which is her retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Um, it's really beautiful, and I found a very affecting comic. It's mostly done with, like, rendered in um, crayons, like, ink and crayons. Like, angrily
0: drawn, like, by the beast?
1: Well, it's, there's a lot of, um, uh, it's really about being a young artist, and, like, she, uh, the character in it is a sculptor. And it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to be a sculptor because it's a very expensive craft. Mm-hmm. It you, you know, you can't, it's hard to get media to prove yourself, much less than get commissions and everything. And also it's kind of That's a, a good point, yeah. creatively obsolete craft. Like, it's not like if someone's going to commission a piece of art, they probably won't go straight to sculpture or anything like that. And uh, it's kind of hard to describe because it's a very spare book. Um, it's kind of an. Is it emotionally... all graphic novel? It's
0: not just a floppy series.
1: No, it's a. It's like I'd say about 150 page yeah, okay. graphic novel. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's very. Um, um, uh, I found it very emotionally resonant. It's hard to talk about because it is so held back um, and restrained. But I really enjoyed it. I really liked how it ended. I thought it was a. Uh, sometimes I can get a little fatigued with. um, Retellings of fairy tales Because yeah. a lot of times It can be clumsy I liked this quite a bit uh-huh. um, I, Not I, totally I,
0: in love But you th- did I, I re-
1: I, No I really loved it okay. I thought it was fantastic um, It's just kind of hard to praise Because it, it's more just How it made me feel And it was kind of Everything that I want From a comic And needed from a comic In that moment Because I'm kind of I'm I'm having a I'm really My depression really is Kicking my ass And I'm struggling Finding pleasure In things that I love Even And uh, that book Just was really it just was hit the spot and okay. i really liked it um then, as soon as i finished that i was like yeah comics are great the things you could because beast could not have been as effective in any other medium it should have been a comic it, and it was i thought a really effective use of the form um with the pacing and the layouts and the art and writing the way everything came together i thought it was really effective so i was like yeah comics 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 i'm gonna read another comic oh, and no. bill do not put this in the show notes uh, the other book I picked up was The Wicked and the Divine, which I've been hearing a lot of good things about. I've never heard of this. Uh, it's written by Kieran Gillen, who used to work in used to be a games journalist and now I just writes comics. Karen Gillen? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, oh, I'm
0: thinking Karen Dwyer.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, the premise <laughs> of the Wicked and the Divine is uh, there are reincarnations of gods that reincarnate every like thirty years, I think it is, sixty years. Uh, as soon as they uh, or these people, just normal people, sometime they suddenly realize they are the reincarnations of these gods. They are have two years of awareness of it, and then they die, and the cycle continues. Okay. That is the premise of *The Wicked and the Divine*. It reads like *Powers*. Like if you can imagine Neil Gaiman jizzing all over *Powers*. Yeah, I'm that's say, the it Wicked sounds, and the sounds like Divine. kind of like
0: half-assed American gods. Exactly. Wait, so, which gods are these?
1: Uh, all sorts. There's okay. Athena. There's um, uh, Morgan. Owen. There's wait. What's
0: Morgan from?
1: Uh, Morgan. She's like a witch. Like okay, from, okay. Okay. You know, okay. Like uh, fucking king or of shit. Uh. Well, isn't that that's uh oh for you? Like ball. There's like it's all sorts of different. Oh yeah yeah exactly gods. Yeah. Um, And, uh, it's just wank. It's, so the pitch of Powers back in the day was, uh, the whole, the inspiration for Powers was behind the music. Because basically Brian Michael Bendis and Michael A. Von Oming were like, oh well, you know, people are obsessed with like the lives and personalities of these characters, like like pop stars. Let's write about them like pop stars, but have mm-hmm. this murder mystery in it. And uh, I enjoyed Powers for what it was, um, and I, I mean I really enjoyed it at the time. But that was like ten years ago, and then to have this comic that feels like half baked Powers. So like ten years ago. Neil Gaiman. So
0: you're saying this film all over. This is it? the Tumblr. To Powers' live journal, <laughs> where it's kind of the same thing, but not half as well done ten years it's, ago.
1: It's not even to say that
0: Powers is better necessarily. Well, I just know, but like it's kind of like kind of doing the similar.
1: It just doesn't feel. It doesn't. Uh, to I, full disclosure, this is not my kind of comic. There mm-hmm. is, uh, it is not anything that I would like. This is the sort of stuff that I would immediately find irritating, and so I do. I know a lot of people really like this comic. It does some clever things um, visually, but there are some, some books you read where um, you feel like the writer was really just trying to make a pitch for some other medium.
0: Yeah, you think it's like a movie? Or kinda? it feels
1: like, oh, would it just be a great miniseries sort of thing? Yeah. And on top of that, I feel like the. I, I feel reading it that the artist isn't necessarily allowed to do to uh, explore the confines of the medium mm-hmm. as well as they might. There are some really good transitions from scene to scene and moment to moment in the book, but it's just, it feels like uh, a, a team project where the writer drives the show and the other people aren't quite able to stretch. So it's pretty much the antithesis of Beast,
0: where it's kind of half baked yeah. idea, not executed that well. I don't know. Artists isn't given the full breadth of their of their powers to use on the project. Yeah. It's very kind of yeah.
1: I mean, it's the art best. the art is really is really solid, and the coloring is really solid.
0: And man, that sounds just like the basic idea. It Seems I like know, you could execute like, it okay, like, uh, but even that idea is so. That, it's, it's, it's such sandman. It's it's sandman. like it's like, like
1: Sandman powers just
0: i don't know it felt kind of heartless so it's like athena at a gas station buying twinkies (laughs) and her beat up cadillac
1: and there's like you there's a conduit character who's like supposed to be your way in and by the end of it is "Is she a god and like i at the end of it there's like a half-baked murder mystery in it that's not really interesting that the murder mystery has very light library and
0: get these for free rather than buying some of this stuff
1: well, I I want to support the medium that I I love and be part of it, but it's just like Wicked in the Divine This is a whole graphic
0: novel, it's not another Uh, series. Well, I got the
1: collected trade, Yeah, you know, and it's still ongoing, and I'm sure that there are listeners who really like it and are really into it, but man, it just, especially having just read Beast, which is one person's project, it was a very personal project for them, and they kind of put a lot of themselves in it and just, it felt like a very comic book, and this book just feels like, man, BBC, wouldn't it be nice to drop me Exactly. Like, hey, come on! You're doing that American education.
0: guys. Come on. Um,
1: uh, to, and also, to be fair, yeah, I don't know. I, I could see how someone else would really dig it. I could see how, like, a 13 year old girl first getting into comics, this would blow her exactly, mind. Yeah, because she doesn't. Know I am any not. It is not made for a 31 year old cynic who really wants to read comics for.
0: Um, like, would you read my dark reimagining of Beauty than Beast <laughs> called Chip? <laughs> He feels <laughs> smothered by his mom who keeps on dumping hot uh, water the into first, his The brain. first chapter is
1: called Two Girls, One Chip Cup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Anyway, yeah, Christ. man,
0: fuck the Wicked and Divine.
1: Not my Man, bad. there's... Not, only thing... Not...
0: I... I Neil Gaiman... I still think Sandman is one of my favorite thing, pieces of media I've ever ingested in my whole life. Uh-huh. Fucking love Sandman. Uh-huh. Nothing worse than Neil Gaiman than someone who's trying to be Neil Gaiman yeah. and not even have their whole heart into it and just kind of yeah.
1: like, eh. I don't know. And I, I think there's also like... I mean, hasn't everyone, when they were a teenager trying to create a story, thought about, wouldn't it be cool if I took mythological creatures but they're in in today's context, yeah, it's such
0: like literally
1: everyone did that. Like I did it when I was a teenager. When I thought when I was twelve, I thought it'd be really cool. What if the gods were real? And like, what if they needed the people around them to believe in them? So the power, yeah. and, Like, because <gasps> <gasps> the whole thing of the the wicked the and divine face you is that, just made was just like <laughs> the thing about the wicked oh and divine Christ. is that they need to be worshipped. And well, in that's, today's that's, context. that's totally
0: taken from Sandman. Yeah, it's just I mean, granted, so I'm sure Sandman's not the first idea. Oh, do you sure. Do that the it's idea not, of yeah. of gods who are walking among us, who they're all kind of dying out because no one believes in them anymore. There's a couple left, and they have to pay their bills. Yeah, and it's all kind of like, what if what if God was one of us? And
1: it's just it the yeah, fact no, that no, it it's bullshit. the fact that the Wicked and Vine explicitly is inspired by pop culture and like all. So you have. Uh, you have uh, Lucifer, kind of looks like Bowie, and you have like all these other characters who are very clearly well, that's trying it. to be this particular. What's funny because that's exactly in Sandman.
0: That's exactly yeah. who the, the uh, Lucifer supposed to be as David Bowie, because like yeah. he's like in one of his incarnations, he's got yeah. like even like mon- like dual chromatic eyes, and oh, that's, yeah. that's it's fucking... just it's
1: such wank, man! It's such wank.
0: Yeah, well, well I swear to God, we're in this segment soon. The other thing I did uh, do this week was I got the there's a guide to Disneyland 20. If you go to Amazon, look just look up like 2015 guide to Disneyland. Uh It's a cute little book. Cause like I said, I was kind of, I'm kind of vaguely thinking about maybe going to Disneyland for my 40th birthday this year. Yeah. It's a cute little book where they talk about like, it's so they write these guide books every year. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the opening is very kind of cute and snarky where someone's like, Oh, do you have to rewrite this whole book every year? And they're like, no, we don't have to write this book every year. We just update the new stuff. And I can't, remember I was going with this but it's an actually it's a cute <laughs> yeah. snarky little book. it's not super snarky but it's yeah. like obviously written by these people who love Disneyland and going there every yeah. year and but yeah. they're also very realistic about yeah. how uh well also one of the things they start off with a book uh, about like well we get a lot of criticism from some people people who say why do you need a guide to Disneyland shouldn't you just go to Disneyland and be a free spirit and enjoy mm-hmm. it with the spirit that it's meant to be enjoyed with and just go be spontaneous and mm-hmm. they're like that's great but if you really want to see everything you want to see in Disneyland for a mm-hmm. day spont- spont- spontaneity means you're going to spend mm-hmm. at least a minimum of four hours in line yep. out of the eight hours you're going to be in that park." yup so, if you want to get real and enjoy yeah. Disneyland, you follow our militarily designed... <laughs> you go here at 11.15 yeah, p.m. Yeah. You get out of that ride at 11.25 p.m. Uh-huh. You get in line over here at 11.40 p.m. Yeah, yeah. You do this, you do that. Yeah. You're gonna, your family's going to think you're an asshole, but halfway through the day, they're going to go, wow, we've actually seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. Follow this fucking planet. Yeah. Rip this page out. They actually... Pages of the uh, of the book are designed to are be <laughs> you just put it in your
1: pocket. <laughs> do you have to carry the whole
0: book around with that's you? That's They're just kind of a cute little book. It's, it's just like yeah. No, so you gotta go to Disney. I oh, yeah. You gotta go to Disney. Well, that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out because like me being a big fat dopey guy, mm-hmm. I think anything with a lap bar is pretty much out. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out like what rides I want to go on, which one yeah. I, mean, I can't. I, I have to figure out stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to go though, mm-hmm. especially because my birthday. They talk about they do special stuff for people for their yeah. birthdays, and if I show because I was born on Walt Disney's birthday. Yeah. I yeah. hey I'm back everybody <laughs> this is Walt Disney I was born on this day well 2.0 how you so, doing yeah, exactly how you doing that's I've been away so from Walt so I'm thinking about it but like just the guidebook is fucking there anecdotes about the shit that, the, that goes on at Disneyland yeah and like how to get here from there and just, <laughs> like, just a, kind of a cute funny just like vicariously you kind of live through a day at Disneyland through this goddamn book it's pretty goddamn cute. that's pretty fantastic I'm yeah. excited for you Bill so you gotta go to Disney <laughs> you
1: gotta go to <laughs> Disney yeah not
0: negotiable official yeah just uh, even the park and just going. Yeah. me the thing uh, gotta uh, celebrate Bill and style yeah, I know celebration of me and also well, yeah, so uh is that the Geek Week in Review no yes. wait, no that's coming up
1: friends we're gonna take a little break and then you can ride it ride my Geek Week in Review Pony
0: <laughs> that was the saddest most mistaken <laughs> fucked up little pony it's got four legs Barely. no it's got five legs the penis is kind like of nope. like it's like a nope. tarp on nope. nope. no <laughs> no no <laughs> Okay, we'll be back. So I've got some peak news for you. What's that, Bill? Uh, this week I found out uh, that uh, there's a 5,000 uh, video limit on YouTube for your favorites list. <laughs> what? Bill, did you hit 5,000? Uh, well, so, like, I like to favorite things. I like to go on sure. the, the different yeah. the social medias and, like, find a look at the videos, and I favorite uh-huh. the good ones. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, over the course of 10 uh, years. Wow. I have averaged about uh, about about a favorite and a half per day for the last ten years. <laughs> I'm kind wow. of I had no idea I had favorited even close to five thousand, much wow. less. I came back and I was like, I, "Where's the puppy howling video I favorited?" <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, there, you don't get an error message or yeah, something, but yeah. I did hit the like five thousand limit. The queue. And I was wow. like, "Oh, I think the last thing I favorited was, oh." Is Charlize Theron speaking Afrikaans? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. if that's if that's gonna be that's my last video, that's a good favorite, way to that's go. That's I start favorites too. I was about <laughs> to say yeah. So maybe my twenty fifth, twenty five, I'll <laughs> well, oh, favorites. Oh wow, that's that, impressive. That'll dude. be a favorite for each one of our listeners. <laughs> sure. Uh. But yeah, I know I, that'll be hundred favorites for. Each <laughs> of our listeners. But I got good well, favorites I my list
1: It It's in, in the show notes I got good, good
0: man did you see uh, do you follow Grumpy Turtle on Twitter? I shouldn't ask do. that out loud because you yeah, say no well, I you do. sound like a dick I do did you see the one that he posted of the dog in the airplane saying <laughs> no and I, he was That's he so weird because somehow he found it and he can't stop listening to it mm-hmm. now I can't stop listening <laughs> it's a computer t- badly computer generated dog in an uh-huh. airplane just going and there's little subtitles that said I'm a dog I'm a dog in an airplane and he runs into another dog that's on a cloud and Uh the dog's giving him wisdom and they just go like (laughs) it is there's no plot it's just stupid as shit but it's fucking hilarious to listen to Friends,
1: that's right. You oh made my it. God. You survived to the Geek Week interview. This is the part of our podcast where uh, Annie is reading for the first time notes. Bill, wrote not necessarily because I caught you was. kind of perusing some of the notes last I did, night. I did. Sneak I did because I was editing the, the
0: show notes last night. And you just happened to hop on. I did. On, yeah. sneak,
1: I went to go finish my notes, and I got a little sneak peek. So excuse me. I maybe know a little bit. Although, I don't blame you. You just kind
0: of look... You just... I'm knowing you you don't read the show notes as much as just kind of look for keywords. And you saw Fallout, and you're like, "Eh, oh, I guess we're going to talk about Fallout. (laughs) Maybe I will show up in the (laughs) podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: So here's news from the week that was. Introducing Earth 2, notes Bill. Yeah. Well, not really. Kepler-452b is 60% bigger than Earth, has twice the Earth's surface gravity, and has a 70% chance of being a rocky planet rather than a gas planet.
0: But I guess NASA says this is the closest thing to Earth that they've managed to find granted the Kepler um, uh, telescope that they're using to look for planets Mm -hmm. it's only been up in orbit for a couple years so it's not like you know this is from they have plenty of time to look for other planets but this is kind of Mm -hmm. interesting to think and they're not even quite sure if it's actually got rocks or if it's just a big ball of gas. would not make it Earth at all. But in terms of <laughs> just the, the basic size sure, sure. and like where it relates to its sun is the closest thing they've seen to Earth. And you know there's got to be a thousand Earth-like planets out there, which yeah. is a matter of us finding them. Yeah. Not that us finding them never like, does anything because we have sure. no way to get to them. Right. But I didn't even think there's kind of vaguely made, like essentially a fat Earth. <laughs> 60% bigger. That's right. I yeah, like it. twice the gravity. Like Fat sluggish. Essentially built Earth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Burst.
0: I go Disneyland. <laughs> Why don't they let me on Space Mountain? I can't <laughs> put the lap bar down. I'm gonna fall out. I got I was the corn dog booth.
1: In uh, other news. Oh, Bill, you need to update your language. It's no longer the <laughs> WWF, it's not the WWE.
0: I. I. I.
1: I know, I can't do it either.
0: I like WWE. What it W-F, is of my
1: childhood, it was WWE. I don't,
0: there's, I, there's, I ever since she changed into WWE, I, it's not like I was in love with WWE. Sure. Oh, I yeah. Kid, it was so, it was yeah. so pervasive. in yeah. kid, that like late logo. 80s, early 90s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. The fucking belt that they put yeah. over had the WWF logo yeah. on it. Yeah. My doesn't matter because a- half half those wrestlers are dead or <laughs> fucking what we're gonna talk yeah. about now.
1: Um the WWF shot Hulk Hogan's racist ass into the fucking sun. They know. This
0: was actually pretty impressive. Yeah, for-
1: moved, I'll mention from him from their website. They're no longer selling his merchandise or anything like that. Like they seem to have tried they to exclude him. him
0: from the paid DLC for the latest video game. Wow. A lot of people were pissed about it because they they paid. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if you paid for it. And you downloaded it, you still have them, but for some reason you 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 can't really get that data off your disk, say, to clear space off your PlayStation 4 hard drive. You download that data. you pay for that? No Hulk Hogan anymore. Oh, man. And it is very forward-thinking. I wonder if they must... They must have known this was coming, too, because they deleted everything so quickly that it can't seem like they could have just done this overnight.
1: Yeah. And so... Did you hear this? This is the worst context possible. So Hulk Hogan is suing Gawker because they released a sex tape of his, right? Has
0: this been going on for a while? This has been going on for a while. Okay. And the thing is, is that... If
1: was this conversation not part of that sex tape? It is, is the thing. It was very clearly edited out. And it's clear that as part of this oh. case, these edited out portions are coming to light. Where, uh, 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 either d- before or after his sex act on this tape,
0: he goes on this racist tirade about... Did you see who he was having sex with? It was like his best friend's wife, yeah. too. Who? And the best friend's wife? Hey, I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna fuck, uh, Bill's wife. Let's turn on the camera. Tape it. Oh, I, ha- I got some opinions about black people. Let's not delete this when we're done. If you're going to have sex with some
1: random person, I think to me it's like, okay, Hulk Hogan, you're having sex with a friend's <laughs> wife. Your friend is there and you're not fucking around behind their back. I actually, that aspect of it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. It's like, here's a pal. I'm this from their relationship. Yeah. Oh, but I really behind his back. No. <gasps> oh, They're I'm all th- hanging out, having a good time. Sex happens. So and I got a racist tyrant. His buddy's
0: probably drinking a mug of cocoa and yeah. he's like hitting the mix of the record button. Exactly. On. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But so yeah he just saw this
1: <laughs> you know what and the race? thing is is that he says more than once I'm racist <laughs> he says like he does say like
0: I know this is a fucked up opinion but I'm here's racist. my fucked up opinion yeah he
1: says the words
0: I'm racist repeatedly Bill did you see the poem his daughter wrote I I get so much of this I just caught a glimpse of it, and I was like I just can't oh, deal with this not God. because I'm like heartbroken by Hulk Hogan no. trying to be racist uh, but it just so it's like a cart it's like an uh, onion article just like half the things going on t- today in society uh, no, no I have to, to like. Oh yeah, no, That's I'm, totally her saying like, "Oh, it's just funny." No, like, hold on. So I'm going to do about a dramatic
1: her. reading of this poem uh, because it's so good. So yeah, so it comes to light that he's made Brooke these racist Hogan? statements. Yeah, so his daughter Brooke Hogan writes a poem in def- in his defense. This, I, which I shall read to you, "If You Knew My Father," by Brooke Bollea, uh... If you knew the dad I knew, you'd know his tender heart. He'd never want to hurt his fans or family
0: pictured, from the start. I just picture this being portrayed over slow motion footage of Hulk Hogan like banging <laughs> yeah. on the fucking ropes in the fucking exactly. wrestling ring.
1: Yeah. If you knew my father, you would know how hard he fought and the way he it brought a smile to people light, medium, and dark. <laughs> we always fight that's good. a battle that's, that's a good try. that mean, people never see. And sometimes when you're hurting, you don't think logically. Human isn't perfect, and perfect is not he. But I can tell you one thing, it's just not what it seems. Because if you knew the dad I knew, you'd know he raised me well. He taught me folks are so much more than shades could ever tell. And if you knew my father, you would know he's down to earth. He may have slammed the giant, but remembers life's true worth. If you knew my father, if you just walked in his shoes, then you would know that microscope that comes with yellow boots. She couldn't say shoe? Well,
0: no, that rhymes with shoes. Shoes Shoes and boots.
1: If you knew my father, you would see your own in mine. And if he was your father, you could never find divide. Because me... I bet your father or someone that you love I know there was a maybe second verse regrets to this. something they wish they'd never done. So if you knew my father, remember, he's a man and you would crave relief if people judged everything you did the lord says to forgive them don't be the one to stone so please remember his strong arms when you were all alone again the lives he's changed the friends he's made the people he's inspired it keeps going it makes me sad to the see my dad he defeated helped. and so tired if you knew my father you would know just how he's hurting for he loves every one of you Regardless of your story And if you met my father I know he'd give you love He'd lift you up, apologize And give you all a hug For those who think you know my father Remember who you are We can all make mistakes and carry ugly scars Because I know my father I can promise this Just like you and I, things we don't mean Can sometimes slip We all continue learning This life can be so rough So if you know my father, please Try not to be tough My father has a daughter, and I have feelings, too. And if I knew your father, I would do the same for you.
0: Is it titled, He's Not Racist, But?
1: (laughs) So! So, Man, my heart goes out to Hulk Hogan's daughter in that. Because I'm, you know, that's very...
0: Yeah, but also... I actually do, man, this of course, straight white guy (laughs) saying this. I do kind of feel bad for Hulk Hogan a little bit, just because, because the microscope that comes with the. I will dude. know <laughs> 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 I remember reading. Really. Is that in the middle of the poem? Because yeah. I thought that was the yeah. last line. I remember yeah. getting to that point. I thought that was like a mistake. I thought it was a slip up. Because I was yeah. like, what does that statement even mean? Because well, like, like, it. like he's under, he's the, under microscope the microscope, and I was That's like, right. wait. I thought it was like I thought you were saying like he's like a scientist in your. <laughs> <eloquence." laughs> No, but, because, like, like, I mean, she's not wrong in that my dad was racist. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's, it's it's just, but, like, it sucks that he's really... It sounds like he was kind of broke a little bit, and it sounds... Yeah. It sucks to see that he's had his entire fortune ripped away. Granted, I fucking... I thought it was hilarious when the same thing happened to Paula Dean, yeah. but maybe, maybe I'm a little sympathetic to this, because Paul Coleman was, like, a big, like
1: big hero when he was, i was a kid it just cr- like the part in a white
0: racist white trash community sure. yeah i mean i'm not surprised by this at all yeah. it's just like yeah it's just like it kills me that the reason why this
1: came to light is because of the lawsuit of his lawsuit against gawker about this oh thing.
0: i didn't even think about that because if he it's had like to push the, the full unedited tape has come what to light that, that, they're so rigid. like even the racist part. There's already so many things wrong with this whole situation too. It's, but just it's, like
1: well, see, so like I said, I don't have any issue with the sex part of it, and I my heart goes out to him for having that shit shared with him on the internet. But like fucking, he says I'm racist repeatedly. And also,
0: he's talking about his daughter and who she's fucking, and you are putting this on tape. And even aside from the racist shit aside, it's just like man, that's not a. Like, what kind of fucking schmuck are you? Yeah. And then also, racist on top of that stuff, but just like... I and mean, you can't I help know. but feel
1: like the um, the Bill Cosby mm. defense a little bit, where like the judge said, because you put yourself up as a pub- as a public figure, moralizing and a moral yeah, exactly, figure, yeah. that you, makes
0: you, yours... You called down the thunder. It, you fucked yeah. yourself up. I
1: feel like, you know, when... I don't know. Like, it's so hard to say because you're a reality star, you're asking for it a little bit. Yeah. But when you literally try to monetize yourself and your persona, and your family. It's kind of weird to be in a position where it's like you're asking for privacy. Because once you've opened because that Pandora's Especially because he's box, been
0: part of a thousand reality shows. Yeah. He's been on reality shows with his daughter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can't just suddenly say, well, no one pay attention to me anymore. Now this is a private time because like, you've already kind of... This is
1: not like the terrible instance, like, what was it, last week, where Gawker outed this dude who's... Uh, Executive, like a CFO at some I company. I still don't even know what
0: happened there, but like, he, yeah.
1: He, he's a married CFO, but because he he's like a cousin of someone in politics, they outed him hiring an escort who was very clearly trying to extort him. And like, so they kind of aided in this extortion effort and in the process outed this married that. guy who was not a public figure. This isn't, this is someone who's a public figure and... I don't know, I feel weird about this whole situation because it's kind of not, I don't feel like anyone deserves to have their shit dragged through the mud, but on the other hand, it's like, dude, you're a racist, and yeah. Yeah good luck with that. I'm
0: surprised WWF just doesn't rebrand him as 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 uh, a heel. <laughs> ir- irresponsible Hogan instead of Hulk Hogan or... Yeah, yeah no, it's a big deal because he was a huge... Like, if you were... Like, I was 10 years old in yeah. 1985 when he first became, like, he the was face of WWF. Exactly. Like,
1: he was, them. he was the WWF and for he, a long time. And
0: he, people point out he is the biggest wrestling star that has ever been. Exactly. He, yeah. he is the Alpha and Omega of an entire yeah. entertainment industry. Yeah. Super it's white trash, for them. racist kind of. That's why people pointed out, like, him being racist, big shocker, because, like, yeah. back in, like, WWF has a history of, like, all the villains in the 80s were, like, yeah. Iron Sheik and this racist character over yeah. here and stuff like that. What yeah. do you expect from, like, also the guys from an old enough generation that, yeah, sure. if you're a white guy from Florida, probably yeah. going to be kind of racist if you're yeah. we over the age of 40. Not to guarantee that, like, you're under the age of 40 now that you're suddenly knocking. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's generational, kind of like, uh and just uh, it's just emotional. but
1: i think it's a good sign of change that the wwf so immediately man
0: that is the impressive cut. thing all ties. That's what I'm wondering. They must have known this was going to happen. Uh, I'm assuming, well, I, if you said this, this Gawker case has been going on for a while, Hulk Hogan or somebody must have come and said, hey, you know what? There's an element to the sex tape thing yeah. that is you should know about just in case this comes out because this is going to be a thing. Because yeah. they, they, it sounds like they, they had already had a contentiously planned setup and when this broke, they were already like out in the forefront with the press releases yeah. taking things out of the video games. Yeah. And yeah, they, they scrubbed them from the Hall of Fame. Yeah. They really are pretending Hulk Hogan never, never existed now, which is Damn. Which is interesting because it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, glad we're in an era where being a racist asshole is not acceptable. Is not acceptable. Yeah. But man, it, I, I, it not even. I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. I'm just actually impressed with the efficiency in which yeah. they reacted and how yeah. just complete it was. Just total. Whoop, yeah. You're gone. Yeah. I mean, he'll. See, he can still make money from appearances and stuff like that. He just can't yeah. be a WWE branded WWF kind of branded yeah. thing. But like, yeah, I'm not really worried about him so much. But it's just, a, still interesting, just like it just, interesting the whole scenario. thing is just an interesting scenario, just yeah. in, in general too. So, yeah, especially like people pointed out, he's the real American hero. Yeah, like this yeah. is actually true. I mean, that's if anything, yeah. this is he really is a true American. Yeah, like, here like being like, pretending to be this wholesome image of America, but uh-huh. secretly being a racist asshole. What's yeah. more American than that? So.
1: Yep. Kodak ah. blew up their film manufacturing
0: plant. Oh, Have to look into more details about. I just saw the YouTube video. They blew up their film manufacturing plant. Really? (laughs) I just saw the video. Yeah, uh, Kodak factory. Kodak. Hold on, Bill. (laughs) Researches this thing. I was. uh, Yeah, they just. uh, They 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 blew up their um, their factory. They made film. (laughs) <laughs> that's our News at 11. Wow. Wow. Uh, I guess they decided that no one uses film anymore, so they blew up the factory. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Th- the weird thing is they didn't even... It wasn't like a control thing. They just like, had a bunch of kids with fireworks just kind of <laughs> throw them in there until it just kind of fell exactly. down. Exactly. They were using it for a while anyway. Sure. They just had to clear out the hobo camp that had bit, like built up shop in there. Yeah. So... Oh, boy.
1: Uh, <laughs> moving on. Suppose it was inevitable, but there's going to be a Minecraft movie. According to Hollywood, it's, quote, a blank canvas on which to launch a multiple audience quadrant film franchise,
0: unquote. Uh-huh.
1: God, multiple quadrant film franchise. I don't know what the quadrants
0: are, because suppose there's, there's four s- quadrants. Ugh. I think it's men, women, children, and dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Not cats. I don't think. I think they found out cats really don't pay for. Cats torrent rather than buy tickets. Uh, thirteen-year-old boys, eighteen-year-old boys,
1: thirty-five-year-old boys, moms? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Magic Mike XXL? (laughs) Question mark. So, yeah. They- so there's going to be three movies. Uh, one is going to be a rip-off of the Lego movie. Uh, one is going to be an action-adventure movie as a rip-off of uh, the X-Men. And then the last one is just going to be Channing Tatum goes to the big stripper convention that they're
0: <laughs> building. <laughs> that actually just going to be three acts of the film. <laughs> but yeah, what do you do if you're making a Minecraft movie? Because how do you... What do like- you do if you're making a Lego movie? Like... That's get- what I'm saying. They already like you can't go meta like the. Le- Maybe they just do. Everyone's still going meta now, just blatantly ripping off the Lego Movie. Now it's gonna be up. Maybe it's going to be Tron. Some kid gets sucked into Minecraft and he can't get out.
1: Yeah. What's interesting can't about the idea a of a Minecraft movie is that after the Lego movie, you can't help but be kind of optimistic. Well, not... At least you have a reason to be optimistic. Because usually... They you
0: open up the, p- the playing field for potential what you can do with the, sure. the licensed property. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That you can do something fun as opposed to like Battleship or something where it's like... But there's just so many... Like, the, the, the Lego movie is more the
0: exception that proves the rule. Mm-hmm. That, exactly. Like, yeah. you know... It's entirely possible Oof. this has nothing to do with the Minecraft world and it turns into like the Smurfs movie where it's yeah. like Minecraft Steve jumps out of the computer and yeah. is like in the real world and becomes best friends yeah. before he has to E.T. home at the end. That's right. And telling everyone, please buy more Microsoft products. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he beams back oh, into the computer. Boy. Who the fuck knows? Oh, but boy. like... Because yeah, there's no... I mean... I, I wonder if they're like whoever's working on this movie. I th- I think whoever's directing is one of the guys who is the star and cr- co creator of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh really? Yeah, which is that also because that's supposed to be a super profane fucked up TV show, and they're like this. That's a weird choice for to, to direct this children's film. Mm-hmm. I think, and Lord and Miller are also a weird choice to direct the uh, the Lego movie. And that well,
1: they were a weird choice to cla- uh, direct Cloudy with Chance Meatballs. Well, actually, After yeah, that, that that's for... a good point too. But so I guess,
0: is, it seems like they're trying to take that same gamble with this. I mean, but, sure. Yeah. But
1: that's someone who has that, that's a team that has a history of lush visuals yeah and like understanding the visual potential of the medium Does as opposed guy even to care about Minecraft I wonder if it's just well like, I don't know if that matters as much as as much as I say he say might it. be
0: a fake gamer girl
1: well I will you know what the thing Not I say that but Phil Miller and Chris Lord did grow up playing with Lego yeah. Like it's just what I'm saying is the person who should direct the Lego movie was that little six year old who you were hanging out with. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know so it's a seriously. IPads. He'd have
0: some ideas. Exactly. Oh man. Uh,
1: there's going to be a fucking emoji movie. I did not sake. even research
0: this beyond just the news because I know I saw the headline too. Because I think Sony wasn't it like a mo- like studios had gotten a huge bidding. War yeah, because somebody. Movie? Well, again, the curse like the thing with <sighs> Lego movie opened up the potential for licensed movies, but also protect opened up the stupidest fucking ideas for people to say, well, if they can make a Lego movie, why can't we make an Emoji Mammy, movie? I, which, I, really I, didn't, I didn't realize there's Emoji like a terminate trademarked is there like because I thought emoji were just a like like the ASCII happy faces you use in like email like, and shit like that? There must be a core. Someone came up with emoji.
1: Well, I think that must be the, a trademark
0: term, I guess.
1: I think the uh, like the 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 various iterations of emoji are trademarked. Like I think the iPhone emoji. That's what I'm saying. It
0: must be yeah. because like
1: Android uses a different emoji set. I, wonder if there's like I any much emoji prefer company. the Android emoji by the um, way to yeah. the iPhone. I find them more expressive.
0: And humor, I just hope Adam Sandler makes the emoji movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, have you how many times have you seen Pixels? <laughs> this is the joke in all the podcasts are this week. has been like, you love that Pixels, <laughs> right? We're gonna start Pixels. Oh, Chris Columbus
1: is trying to make a new set of Pixels at this point.
0: I know. Uh, um,
1: uh, did you know that Tarsem has a movie out? I someone mentioned Tarsem on Twitter the other day, and I was like, they gave that because I, I Tar oh, he directed Trainwreck. Wreck. He <laughs> It's Tarzan straight back would be facing. That actually was <laughs> Uh, Tarzan did the cell and did
0: the fall. He directed and the did and movie, Immortal. And actually, he Tarzan. That would actually be <laughs> great. Their, like, That'd be amazing. on the little costumes and like rolling they, around. They both
1: love like. visually. He's doing that. He directed that fucking selfless movie with Ryan Reynolds and Ben Kingsley that I keep seeing ads for. I know. That's I a Tarzan
0: movie. That actually what? makes me. Make I had no, no interest a movie with in a plot? seeing
1: that. I had no interest in that. Well, it's a Tarzan movie, so who knows? Are you gonna
0: see the little whole boxing movie maybe South Pole. Oh, I was kind of intrigued spoil by South because I guess the trailers for it spoil something happens and they talk about the new entertainment weekly oh the
1: about. whole the, the, it's one of
0: those the trailer for it is one of those trailers that seems like well I don't really need to see the movie anymore I must have been filmed in Pittsburgh too because on Facebook one of my old friends from Pittsburgh he was one of the electricians on the film Aww. turns out I didn't realize he's actually I guess uh, they've been filming more and more pits, uh, movies in Pittsburgh he was one of the head electricians on The Dark Knight Rises It actually has an yeah, I know that was filmed in
1: that yeah, was filmed parts in of it at least, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah um because anyway, if you're gonna <laughs> film a, a beautiful, a large city in decay, it's either <laughs> exactly, or better. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Anyway, who cares about the Emoji Movie? According uh, to Adam Savage, Phil Tippett was brought in to create another holographic chess match for the Force Awakens. Tell me about this. I didn't know that Phil Tippett did the chess match in the original Star Wars
0: movie. Yeah. Right? So if Phil Tippett is pretty much the heir. Yeah. I don't know what you're well, I was to just say.
1: gonna say the only way I know who Phil Tippett is is because the running joke of he was the dinosaur <laughs> advisor and uh, or the dinosaur supervisor. Yeah. On uh, oh, Jurassic yeah, Park, there's the meme of you have I, one job
0: phil one job he's got like a little honorary place in pop <laughs> that's culture the only way i know job. what his name is so yeah phil Tippett. he got his uh real big start he did the uh uh, the, he he stop motion animated the holographic uh, Animals and the uh-huh. chessboard scene in the first Star Wars movie uh-huh. uh, he, sto- he did the animation for the Adat Walkers yeah. uh, The Chicken Walkers in, the, uh, in Return of the Jedi okay. He's essentially the big stop motion animator ever since Star Wars Came sure. out for all the big stuff uh, he, did the, he animated Ed 209 for the Robocop movies mm-hmm. uh, But yeah so I guess they brought him back I guess there was going to be It sounds like there may be another holographic chess scene in the Force Awakens, or some kind of thing, where they said, "Hey, let's bring back this guy," specifically not, not doing like CGI, but like they got him some clay and said, "Hey, make us some some monsters who punch each other." Or oh, that's kind of great. Photographically, just inserted into this thing. Oh, like, that's kind of great. Again, this movie. Yeah. And the more I hear about that shit, I'm like, this movie's got to be terrible. But there's gonna be so many. I know. And it's not even gonna be a story. Bill, it's gonna be a loose pastiche of like Star what? Wars in jokes. The
1: the uh the prequels were Magic Mike.
0: Yeah. Know, exactly, yeah. And this is gonna be Magic this is Mike. <X-X2> one. It X-X2> makes X-X2> no sense, but it's just cool people. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's gonna be Bill and a sling uh, with Phil Tippett dancing <laughs> just up, on up on him, grinding up on him. Bill's just gonna have this happy <laughs> around. Oh, my, <laughs> my little Disneyland
1: plug. <laughs> like, I love your Disneyland. There's
0: Oh, so uh, oh, the, one of the other things they showed from Star Wars 2, I guess there was a new Rebel pilot that had like this big bull head. Uh-huh. But it's one of the Rebel pilots, so I guess oh, you're gonna awesome. see like some weird monster like flying oh, That's spaceship. so good. Or, 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 or 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 I don't yeah, know. He's so. gonna look
1: like the blacksmith from Benton. That's fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Congratulations on more Ben stuff.
1: Yeah, I, pil- I played with Benton yesterday. Some self care. Yes.
0: Uh, also, Hot
1: Toys built a goddamn 18 foot long Millennium Falcon.
0: Terrible thing. It doesn't look that great. Really? Eighteen really? have you have you seen, did you see pictures? No. This is not bad, but it is like so, it's sixth scale, which I guess that's Jesus. the thing Hot Toys <laughs> that's makes what most do. of it's, yeah, they do, so, yeah. But scale that's toys. the thing with the Millennium Falcon being, supposedly, being like 30 feet long. Yeah. Like, well, no, not even 30, because what's what's six times 18? What are, well, it's yeah. 70 feet long or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so, it's not a toy for sale. They just had it as part of a display for some kind of, like, sure. I think like a toy some show in Hong yeah. Kong or something like that. But it is with, like, they display it with all their sixth scale stormtroopers and Darth yeah. Vader and stuff like yeah. that. And so, it's fucking huge the, yeah. they had this whole, like, Death Star uh proscenium essentially D- wow. that was like the size of someone's fucking garage wow but yeah everyone's like oh my god the, the detailing on the falcon didn't look that well good.
1: sure because it's a fucking 18 foot millennium falcon that's made for a show yeah, like you're not gonna spend a little bit cooler uh-huh. it still lights up
0: and stuff but that's, uh-huh. that doesn't look as good as my my millennium that's falcon right Bill. That you kicked you kicked their there, ass blah, blah, blah. buddy but yeah i thought that was nuts
1: uh, Chris Columbus, the guy who directed the first two Harry yeah, Potter, Potters, guy. has been something for a chance to direct another Harry Potter film
0: starring the older Potter cast. I have the blue. He's just like, I want a more Harry Cause Potter. Because he,
1: want, he wants some money because Pixels killed well, his that's, career. That,
0: this is the sign of someone who knows his career is going to be over by the end of the weekend.
1: He's also... Okay, so credit where credit's due. Chris Columbus, I mean, as the director Discovered of the two films... Discovered America. Film, <laughs> he... Uh, uh, he did I mean the cast He pulled together For the Harry Potter films Is phenomenal He Like all the building blocks Of the Harry Potter po- movies Are fantastic And he laid all that groundwork He
0: animated and did All the motion capture For the Disney's Robin Hood <laughs> When he was five All
1: that mocap uh, the, the Cedar dancing On the sex swing Yeah he did all that work When he was five years old
0: So yeah was he was? Uh, how much creative control Did he have for the first Two Harry Potter I mean Potter he movies? directed them like, I mean Grant When you're kind of like what, Warner Brothers I don't know I don't know how much I guess so. Yeah, I,
1: mean, I don't. Know. I'm like, I, I, It's hard to imagine a director who's given like this this fantastic property wasn't involved. I mean, even if you're just hiring the people and like, like working I, with the people. Terry
0: Gilliam did want Tom Waits for Ron Weasley. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm just, I don't think I love Terry Gilliam. He would not have have laid like the. I, I, Okay, I will say I don't actually enjoy the Harry Potter movies. I love everything about them except for the movies themselves. I find them all tedious and a little too long and a little too slowly well, paced. To
0: modern filmmaking. I know Block, that's <laughs> pretty, that kind of set the template for it did, that, it did. and Lord of the Rings setting yeah. template for ponderous, kind of ponderous. Yeah, yes, yeah, effects heavy, just kind of like well, we're but faithful
1: to the material.
0: But the blah. casting
1: is perfect. Like the visual direction is perfect. The costuming is perfect. Still angry. The Emma Watson didn't have buck
0: teeth and bushy hair. Well, of
1: course, but, but still within. Yeah. It's like. Perfect. It's just they're not. I don't think they're necessarily enjoyable movies to watch beyond all the crap. Although,
0: out of it. all the Harry Potter movies, the first two are definitely kind of like the, yeah,
1: definitely the weakest. They're, and
0: they're also like the least visually interesting and kind of. Yeah. those movies did not kick off until uh, Gravity. Yeah, started making that shit exactly. What's he doing these days,
1: Alfonso Cuarón? He's currently filming like
0: month three of the first take of his next movie. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, no. So that like. That sounds like a really, especially because, like, it sounds like he's just, like, blue-skying. Hopefully, maybe, maybe uh, J.K. Rowling will hear this. Do you think J.K. Rowling's going to want to write another book or story about like Harry Potter. I mean, granted she is writing more Harry Potter stuff these days. Sure. Do you think she's that worried about like, oh, we're going to write another Harry Potter script? Or yeah. like, do you think those actors want to return to Harry Potter? Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, This is, you're not going to get that fucking Chris Columbus. I know, yeah. I don't know how, how much he's really hoping for that, but like and of all the people anyone wants to see direct another Harry Potter, he's on the bottom list. He is well on the bottom. You can find a thousand other people more. I wonder. Seriously. I wonder, if, did they announce a director for the new commander stuff? I wonder if he's campaigning for. Uh, I wonder if that may be part of this could be him kind of campaigning for that a little bit Like saying, hey, yeah. but if I can't get the original Harry Potter cast I guess I'll direct your Newt Scamander movies mm-hmm. They um, must have a director because it's like Yeah, because they're well casting underway. and everything like that yeah. yeah, it sounds like they should be filming soon um, if they're not They'll keep um, riffing
1: while I look up this information Did you see
0: the Spider-Man, uh, all the Spider-Man stuff that came out? Because they're filming his stuff on Civil War, the new Marvel movie right now Oh god uh, He has his own dune buggy Really, like the little spider painted. Oh, it's David Yates, of course. It's oh, it's the guy who directed all the other... Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, of movies. course, David Yates now owns mm. Harry Potter. That's
1: not gonna be. It. Yeah, he's not a bad he's, director. He's, he's, he's just not inspired. The thing is, is that the thing about David Yates that he he did get the best performances out of the kids. But well, I think that the kids gave up. Ex- well, the kids, a they were better actors at that point. But b yeah. they had like it seems
0: like he. You got You see it. that Daniel Radcliffe was supposedly an alcoholic on the set of the movies? Yeah. Like they got a point where he was, he was like pretty, pretty up open to work about, drunk. about it. I had no idea. Yeah,
1: he's he, the thing about uh, Daniel Radcliffe is he's pretty open about how his struggles and how he's trying to be a better man. Because
0: mm-hmm. that sounds like a cartoon, like child, child actor shows up drunk on set of Harry Potter. Blah, blah, blah. It does
1: sound like uh, an excerpt from
0: a Wizard People Dear Do Reader, doesn't? it?
1: <laughs> Uh let's see. Oh, did you see China, Illinois got cancelled? I did. But
0: he coming back with a new TV show. Oh,
1: Brad Neely. called TV sucks. Yeah. God <laughs> bless Brad Neely. Uh, sounds like someone at Bethesda must have lived in Pittsburgh at some point. Oh, yeah. I should put a link because I'm and the And then Bill has a this. link to uh, the Fallout Wiki entry on Phantom.
0: And he, uh, say things.
1: Bill, tell me why it is emotionally important that the Phantom, what does Phantom <laughs> mean regarding Pittsburgh?
0: Okay, so in uh, Fallout 3, uh, one of the DLC packs took place in pittsburgh yeah uh, you technically you go to the pit that's the is that the name of the whole city yeah uh uh so and someone pointed out uh, i can't remember who this got pointed out to but uh the fact that one of the characters is called the phantom and uh some of his dialogue is like comic book related like one of his quotes is you hit the jack no, jackpot now kid which mm-hmm. is from from spider-man uh i didn't I, this didn't occur to me but uh, that's a reference to phantom of the attic which is the what. <laughs> I, I don't think it's necessarily Pittsburgh's biggest comic book shop. It's definitely mm-hmm. not P- Pittsburgh's biggest comic shop, but in it's the big comic book shop in the part of town that the pit takes place in, oh. which is uh, Oakland, which is the college part of town, yeah. which I spent most of my time in my twenties, like hanging out at. Yeah. So it was my comic book shop of yeah. choice for, the, for oh. most of my like most of my twenties, and that this seems to be a reference to that. Also, people point out uh, other characters uh, NPC names uh, throughout the the pit DLC is also. Uh, just like uh, O-Dog, which mm-hmm. is a reference to the original hot dog shop, Yeah. Uh, which is also located in Oakland. Not just Aww. Pittsburgh stuff, but specifically located yeah. in Oakland. So either someone from Pittsburgh was on the team, or someone just did really good research about yeah. it. Like, what other shit is in that part of town of Pittsburgh, and we'll just yeah. name characters after that stuff. Like, there's a character named Mona... Uh, there's a river in Pittsburgh called Monongahela. There's a character named Duke, which is the nickname for the, uh, the Duquesne stuff. Cause there's mm-hmm. all this Fort Duquesne and all, it's all kinds of like, I Aww, never picked up on it until like yeah. looking at the wiki. I was like, oh yeah, there all this stuff is like little, oh, little yeah, Pittsburgh. Unless whinks. you're from Pittsburgh, you're not going to care about it. But I was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of clever. Oh, that's so good. So, Man, oh, that I was bad been...
1: DLC though. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. It was boring. I have been so thirsty for Fallout lately. I'm so dying for... For Fallout 4, my
0: God! Because just are you just feel... like are you just playing ro- uh, Fallout Shelter and Ben just rolling around, just just screaming? Uh, just, I
1: yeah! quote unquote beat Fallout Shelter last week. I hit 200 on my Fallout after there. a week.
0: I have 120 citizens. Yeah, with 10 outside waiting out my door. Yeah, and I'm not letting them in until I've trained most of the people already inside because uh-huh. I have all the training centers set yeah. up. I want to boost all their stats up. It's stats interesting.
1: Up. It's interesting that in Fallout, at a certain point, when you get towards the end game the um this tactics kind of change like you get to a point where you're better off building low stat like uh, diners and, and power, uh, stations and, uh, water stations, just so you can have people working and happy.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: It, it's just interesting the way the game kind of changes the, there's the not back the end. end. I don't
0: think the, the end game's very good in that. No. Once, especially once you've unlocked everything, there's yeah. no reason to really keep on playing, because yeah. you're just, like, building more of the same.
1: Well, I was trying to get my, my, my vault 100% happy.
0: I got, I, when I saw well, playing... I guess that, if that's, but that's like a self-imposed goal, I'm yeah. 97% well, there. Well, I mean, what
1: is, the game doesn't really present, I mean, mm. it has things to unlock, but... Yeah, my, I have 200 citizens and they're 95% happy when I stop playing. That's so. not too bad. Yeah, well, I, but I think I'm
0: officially done. That seriously, like we'll from fallout. 200 people living together underground? I know, that's pretty managed damn good. Managed by Andy Maloney? That's pretty goddamn Pretty great. damn
1: good. Uh, speaking of Fallout, this week they released, it, or it should be, they uh, l- released pre-orders for the Fallout Anthology which is in a mini-nuke, no less. Are you less. gonna get this? Probably not, because I don't have anything that can play those games. Just and also see. I need a tiny nuke on my shelf like I need a hole in my head. But it of funny. It's interesting when, now that I own a house and it's a kind of a small house. Like, every time I look at a dumb thing, I'm like, well, something else has to leave my house to go in it, because my house is already very full.
0: Get rid of your car and just follow up your garage <laughs> with it. garbage! That's
1: it! But, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's interesting because uh, uh, Fallout has been in a prolonged, uh, was having uh, legal issues with Interplay, the company that developed, the shell of the company that developed all these things, and they're <laughs> like, Interplay was like, no, we have the rights to make an Fallout MMO and all this shit. And got oh, that's right, prolonged.
0: I know that was the big contention for a while.
1: But yeah, this is interesting, because it's all of the quote unquote canon Fallout games. So it's Fallout 1 and 2, it's Fallout Tactics, Fallout 3 and all its DLC, and Fallout New Vegas and all its DLC. Yeah, that's pretty comprehensive. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty but it's, uh, damn good. Prints a PC only.
0: Yeah. Is it all discs? Yeah, they're because you do get a bo- ben- big bunch of discs that comes inside. Su- yeah, like little menus. It's actually
1: kind of great because the covers are each like the the face, no text or anything. It's just the face that's oh, from yeah, the cover no, no, no art. About that. Yeah, I mean it. It Aww. does make me feel good inside my heart because Fallout is my is the closest thing I have to home as far as video games. Like Fallout really does feel like home to me.
0: Annie, I th- I'm thinking about getting a gaming PC. You can borrow it. <laughs>
1: Like, I should just get a well, gaming I'm, laptop so I can
0: th- just give it to you and say, "Hey, you're play Fallout." Well,
1: I have, I've played Fallout One and Two because you can get them for well, Mac.
0: You can download it now, and, yeah. And
1: not, I have like, uh, yeah, I've been it
0: Fallout. It, sure. uh, Fallout on PC. If you Crank that shit up. Make it look. Well, it's not gonna look super. Crazy, I know. I've been talking like, to a friend
1: who's like, "I can I gotta buy a new PC just in time for Fallout Four, so well, I can add all my mods was, and do all thank this." You. And, but yeah, no. I mean, Fallout 4. I just want Fallout 4. My uh, we're getting ready to give our Xbox 360 to my uh, godson, so he can play like Connect games and everything like that, cause he loves them. But I'm like, but my we our our household was a 360 household, so all of our games are 360. So like, if I give my 360 to him, I will officially be like, I will no longer play those games until hopefully Xbox. The backwards compatible, yeah. So that was the thing that that pulled that pulled the trigger for fully. She's like, it's backwards compatible. I don't give a shit, but I'm waiting for them to say, you know, uh, like, uh, fucking en- enslaved is backwards compatible and like all the games that are important to me because
0: so far I have a 360 it's... too, if you ever want to fire up a game, cause have I'm literally sitting 10 feet away from I say just that, on the but floor. when was the
1: last time I opened my 360? Well, know, but in case
0: you, if you ever want to fire up Red Dead again. Yeah. See, that's the thing I'm saying, like, yeah. Red Dead,
1: we're going to keep our PS3 because that still is the most robust, um, uh, that's a digital player. player yeah. I mean, like any, pretty much any file, like video file you can put on a USB, it will play with with that issue so just for that reason i'm not gonna give
0: that up but man, man they still even on the new consoles fully was talking about this on her uh, far cry 4 stream last night the new consoles still don't support the custom soundtracks
1: i think they just added that you though, think didn't so? they? i feel yeah. like they did for or they announced because that, that they're gonna support it that's
0: another reason for me want to play fallout on pc because yeah. hopefully i could drop my own yeah because like a huge part of me playing Fallout Three was my like yeah. combination my own music plus your own mm-hmm. custom Fallout soundtrack mm-hmm. that got me through so much of that game I played that for hundred hours and that was a lot of extra music I listened to. We've
1: we've talked in the podcast before about how I feel strongly about listening to the music in a game and how especially after my terrible experience with Assassin's Creed because I played it with a custom soundtrack and once I replayed it with the game soundtrack how much more I enjoyed it. So I feel really strongly about that, except with Fallout, Fallout 3, the only music I had on my console was an album by Raphael Sadiq called The Way I See It, which is a really good kind of um, soul. R and B album that came out like two thousand and eight. And I listened to that album like a bajillion times while playing Fallout to the point really? where that kind of is the music to Fallout oh, that's for me. Weird. So this week I was getting really sentimental for Fallout 3 after all the news and everything from QuakeCon. And so I just I've been listening to Raphael Sadiq the way I see it all week and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go back and to see some ghouls and to have my like my power suit. So what are you still gonna play
0: uh, Fallout Through on Xbox One? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't I, I, I'm I, never going to get a gaming PC it's just not going to happen I don't have the brain for it I don't have the money for it so I may yeah. as well just I, I'm so part of the console generation I'm just going to ride that pony until it dies
0: I still have all three versions uh, pre-ordered so if you change your mind
1: <laughs> your sweetheart um, yeah uh, anyway, uh speaking of uh fallout, our last bit of fallout news this week, Bill notes, quote, gonna fuck dog meat, unquote. I don't know if there should be
0: a question mark there. <laughs> <laughs> gonna fuck dog Tell me meat what this mark. means.
1: Uh so this week was QuakeCon, um uh, which is uh Oh, Bethesda's, that's where the news broke? Yeah. Oh, okay. Bethesda's big uh, dog and pony show because it's all I should I should say Id's big dog and pony show, you know, they play Quake, Doom, and all that shit. Didn't and they they a Todd Howard came out and spoke about Fallout. And the thing is that he wa- he took time to talk about things that they didn't talk about at E3. So um, one of the things he talked about was um, character relationships in the game. And he made a statement of saying that you can romance any character who is romanceable, you can romance regardless of gender, which is kind of cool. Um, Foley and I actually had this led to a little bit of a debate with Foley and I because she just looked at me. And she's like, "Yeah, they should have gone done that with uh, Dragon Age and with Mass Effect and all that stuff." And uh, she's like, "Like, I, I should have been able to be uh, be lesbians with uh, Cass." And it's kind of oh, interesting. That's more character centric. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of. I feel like it's disingenuous to say that a char- part of a character can't be that they are straight or that they're gay. Like, or that they're by like, I think that's part of who you are. But I also, I got really excited about this, like, really excited about this. But on the other hand, it's a romance in a Bethesda game, so it's gonna be, I, I immediately thought, oh, great, I'm gonna uh, fuck, what's his name, Preston Gray's, and then he's gonna be in my house making me pie, so that I can come visit him once every, you know,
0: like... It's It'll be a cute option, but yeah. you're not gonna live or die on, yeah. like... Well, that my joke was like, well, I only heard the news that you can date NPCs of any yeah. gender. Uh, I like, for, of course, my fr- I saw a lot of people were like, well, that doesn't mean you could, you could have, you could marry dog meat. It was totally like the yeah. gay marriage illegal. Yeah. legal. Can yeah. you now marry your dog? Yeah. eventually? like the slippery slope. Yep, yeah. but still, he's an NPC, and the dog thing, meat is in the game. The
1: one thing that always makes me sad though is that it, you can only have one companion. In Fallout 4, and Dog Meat counts as a companion, mm-hmm. so it's like if I take Dog Meat with me no, everywhere. Oh,
0: Dog Meat! I thought you could do a uh, uh, humanoid NPC plus Dog Meat because I spent a lot of time running around with Dog Meat and um, the big, um, mutant lady fox. Yeah, fox. Well, like... technically she's not a lady, but like that's we but... were.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that. This morning, actually, like we miss Fox. We yeah, really want to fire up Fallout
0: because that's. Um, I spent the last hour of the game. I could have sworn it was the th- of both of them as my NPC. Buddies. They. I don't know. I. I
1: don't. I I'll have
0: to go back and double check to see if that's. Well, I'm talking but about sh- I, that's in Fallout
1: Four. They make a point of saying you can only have one companion, and Dog meets a companion, and I'm like, I don't want to, ch- because I really. I, it means a lot. Like the idea, even though there's not necessarily a lot there. Like Fallout and Skyrim and its ilk are such huge games that you spend so. Many hours with there's only so much inner character cr- like de- development and yeah, those char- they not character they're gonna hit yeah. a hard limit pretty quickly just for the sheer number of hours you spend playing it yeah. you can't have a game that's 300 hours long with rich engaging character interactions every five minutes it's just not gonna happen or even every five hours that's impossible. So um, even though it's really just going to be me and my boyfriend, Preston, running around the wasteland, him quietly following me and shooting things when I tell him to, there's something about going through the wasteland with someone else that is really, mm-hmm. really yeah. part of it for me. And I'm like, I want to have my dog and my husband. Just let me have adventures. And then meet my- well, at Annie, my dad. De- that's what the mods husband. are for. Exactly. See, that's the thing. Fuck
0: hopefully that'll be the first month get in that gets ported. dog meat can one. be your husband he walks up on his hind <laughs> leg bakes you pies There we go exactly he, here's some money I made you darling in the shop he has the voice of Richard Armitage no dancing dick who's the sexy guy from Magic Mike Joe that guy uh, see, it's super his,
1: dick his voice though no no but uh,
0: you uh, you are like the 10th person I've heard talk about like that is the real star of Magic Mike I would say
1: he's the star he's the part I like looking at the most so, That's what I'm it, everyone, that- it sounds
0: like everyone like when they go to See Magic Mike XXL. They're like, "Oh, this is this is an attractive film that's nice." And whenever he shows up on the screen, that's when everyone's like, "Shh, shh, shh." Like, I might this is quiet actually time now. I might actually have to slick in the car Get on the way home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like this is actually yeah, producing a reaction. Man.
1: Um in other news, China finally officially lifted the ban on game consoles this week. So I guess uh, they, consoles have been banned in China since two thousand. So
0: I guess they uh, lifted a ban in part of Hong I guess not Hong Kong because Hong- No, Hong Kong is a part of China now. Mm-hmm. Uh I guess in Hong Kong they lifted a couple like a year or two ago, just an experiment to see what happens when they lift uh lifted the bans on Hong Kong. And I guess it worked out well, so now officially everyone can sell consoles in China free willy Do you know what the Nelly. reasoning behind the console ban was? That's a good question. No, no just that the Wall Street Journal was very vague. They were just like saying they just like lifted the ban, but no particular reason. The ban was put in place because China just thought it was like console games were a negative impact on the health and mental welfare of its, <laughs> of its children. Interesting. Yeah, not quite sure why they suddenly, China's so fucking weird and money-grubbing and, and like, who the fuck? I mean, this country that barely has any pollution regulations? I'm surprised they ever even had a regulation against like video game. Consoles. Well, moral
1: health is different from well, I know
0: uh, that's a different thing because, especially, the most of the consoles that people in China would be invested in would be Japanese just, consoles. No, we
1: just in the last month lifted the ban on gay marriage in America. We're not one to say that's crazy know, moral like, regulations, that's
0: fucking crazy. Yeah, Um. but people were like, Oh, this could reach this could reshape the entire console industry because yeah. there's a bazillion th- more people in China. Yeah, the, the console industry market well, in the way and China the, could be The movie industry has been shaped by Chinese interests. Supposedly, I guess in The Pixel's movie, the writer came out was talking about how Oh, this is actually part of the Sony leak oh. that happened was it last fall or the fall from before yeah, last. Was. One of the things was uh, I guess every movie studio, when they're making a big budget movie, they mm-hmm. submit the script to China now, just to say, hey, Interesting. is there anything in this this the, in this script that sounds like it may not meet with Chinese approval, because they want to get that Chinese money so hard, mm-hmm. and so they submitted the script to Pixels, and I guess as part of the alien video game invasion, there was a part where like one of the alien creatures like blasted the China, wall of China,
2: mm. and...
0: This is something that Leia leaked with, like, whenever the this the Sony hack, but it just came up now just because Pixels was coming sure. out. China's response was so passive-aggressive where they're like, we find nothing wrong with the wall of China being destroyed in this video game thing, but in order to not offend anyone, we would suggest that you do not include that. Yeah. So they're saying, no, it's fine, but take it out. Yeah. It was just like, but we do suggest that you remove this as a part of a thing. And they actually did remove the whole sequence from the script and was never filmed or anything like that. But, um... And then the guy shot himself because he wrote Pixels. It was the saddest interview in the world. Someone
1: wrote Pixels. Someone, Someone had to s- script Dr. Pixels. Woof. Someone
0: had to take a YouTube video woof. and turn it into an Adam Sandler joke machine. Woof, woof, woof. See the picture of Adam Sandler at the premiere yeah, of Pixels? He looks like, just looks like, like he's going to kill himself. <laughs> Uh, I, how can he not with the enthusiasm and be like, hey, at his own premiere for My crush movie. on
1: Kevin James continues to be the biggest you have a shaming crush on Kevin I James? have the biggest crush on Kevin James he a you kidding really me? He's married. a big galoot I have a huge crush on Kevin James I, I and He me. makes the worst, like literally the worst <laughs> I had no idea he was the president of the United States He's the, States. President. But he's he's also the best friend. Of course, of course oh he is Oh my god uh, Stephen, oh excuse me Important news. Uh, Great British Bake Off is back August 5th. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Fully
0: spaced. Annie? I can hear. Well, in the distance. <laughs> kaboom, kaboom, train kaboom, whistle and the train kaboom. whistle and and in the train in the train engine the part with the with the, the front of the train uh-huh. there's Paul Hollywood with a little train cap on.
1: He's very very whistle. drinking a whiskey straight. <laughs>
0: He's coming. It's too weeks <laughs> off in the distance so I can hear. <laughs> so and the clouds coming out of the chimney of of the train are like little puff pastries and little are. pies. It's <laughs>
1: coming. So get ready for us being very excited about the Great British Bake Off. Um, I'm really excited because I'm trying to encourage um, uh, Fo- my wife Foley and friend of the podcast Maxwell Modley did you do a great British Bake Off podcast you guys gotta do this I told Foley that it
0: needs to be They're called crazy if they don't the Gabo podcast and that it doesn't was have mine. to be that much of a commitment because if, yeah. if I mean they can make it a long term podcast but yeah. if they just wanted to talk about the 10 the new season. episodes yeah, yeah and they can, if it turns out well enough they could go back and talk about older seasons yeah. but yeah just
1: them being excited and enthusiastic the only problem is, is because I
0: don't think the Great British Bake Off airs here in the states until like 6 months later oh yeah, yeah. so it won't be debuting on PBS I, I don't think it will debut on PBS here until like December or something like that. So it
1: that. depends. Is it gonna be an Ang like what kind of Anglocentric podcast will it be? Will it be British centric or American? Totally
0: check out the internet dumpsters <laughs> to help Please. Foley and Max. Please, Bill. That's all I ask. Yeah! I really need to do this podcast. I'm so excited about it. (laughs) I almost wanted to buy fully like a Great British Bake Off cookbook. So she wanted to like cook stuff. I got her, I got her for Christmas last
1: year. I got her two Great British Bake Off books. I got her one by Mary Berry and one by Paula Hollywood. And she was just like, thank you. And put it on the shelf and hasn't looked at them since. (laughs) Did she use cookbooks? No.
0: I know she loves to cook, but I don't know how yeah. much she like does recipes, though. Her,
1: her, her approach to cooking is more like jazz, baby.
0: Good In jazz. Fact, so She's a great cook.
1: She makes fun of me because when e- the very infrequent times I cook, I always follow a recipe. Because I, I just don't feel comfortable enough yeah. with cooking. I really like following a recipe. And I follow it very strictly. And she'll always make fun of me because she's like, really? You're going to do it exactly the way you're told? Come on. And the, the way that this really paid off was that I make perfect white rice and perfect brown rice. I can make it... Perfect. Actually,
0: brown rice. I always fuck up.
1: It's you have to give it about an hour. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. but yeah, she's so she was making fun of me. She's like, you're fucking, you can't, you're looking at a recipe for rice. It's rice. And then I made Do you it. You a rice cooker?
0: No, I use make it on the stove top. Oh, really? See, oh, I was gonna say because we have a rice cooker. All it is is like water. Even with a rice cooker, you know, I fuck up the brown exactly.
1: Rice. So I, I take great pride what? in my rice crafts. Do you, so, i mean, not around? Do you
0: cook for yourself at all? Do you like? to you starved. make like a grilled cheese or something I like that? i just starved. we you make like a ham and well, fully and I eat pretty much
1: cheese? every meal together. The thing is, when you're married, is like you're kind of with someone every single meal.
0: Well yeah, one of she's recorded Great British Bake Off <laughs> and, <in laughs> and I'm alone and there's no food. But you can hear in the background they're talking about pot.
1: There, well, who knows, my friend? We'll see what happens.
0: Scones.
1: Uh, in other TV news, Steven Universe comes back full time on August 6th.
0: Uh, yeah, it'll be very good. Just don't yell at people who haven't watched it before about how they should watch it and call them <laughs> that baby the killers. There is
1: nothing, there is nothing worse than, well, no, that's not true. Harassment is the worst, <laughs> but I hate Definitely murder is whenever the worst. whenever there's a cult around something, like, you have to watch X. Yeah. You haven't seen X. Well, see, that's how you have to watch it. That stuff is so... Because nothing kills your enthusiasm for something than someone looking you in the eye obligation. and saying, you have to watch.
0: Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was you saying have at the to. beginning. You haven't about, read Harry Potter. You have to. You have to. And if, and if you feel like you have to be part of the social yeah. conversation. Because nothing has just killed my enthusiasm about things more. Especially than Steven Universe, because it's such a soft, small, gentle yeah. show. And it takes a while. The more, more while, you force that on someone, yeah. it's just going to be like, you're killing it, man. No, it's... And
1: especially the thing about Steven Universe is you kind of have to meet it where it is. And, like, it's more about, like, letting it slowly build up than, like, going into it with great expectations.
0: I, I mean, I didn't like Steven Universe first. I thought it was cute. Yeah. But I was like, ah, this is kind of cute. It's, it's like, like when you try to get a dog to lick your penis with peanut butter. Wow. If you just let put the peanut butter on and let the dog wow. come to you, that's fine. But if you chase the dog around the house wow. with the peanut butter on your dick... And you try to, like, that dog is not going to give you a pleasurable sensation. Wow. You have to let it come to you and let it wash over on, on its own time. You have to be cool. You can't be going after people. I'm just saying.
1: Shout out Hong Kong. <laughs> debuts August 20th. I'm really excited I about Shadowrun Hong Kong. The Shadowrun uh, Returns, and specifically Shadowrun Returns Dragonfall, were two of my favorite gaming experiences in the last couple years, um, and uh, I'm really excited. I kickstarted uh, Shadowrun on Hon- Hong Kong on Kickstarter. Bill, you love crabbing about Kickstarters that you think take too long. You should support Shadowrun. They said they were going to make it in a year, and it's a year later, and it's about to come Is out. Has it even
0: been a year? Because the Shadowrun, wasn't the Hong Kong Kickstarter like this spring? I think it was. That's what I'm saying. Man, that's like...
1: They, I mean, to be fair, the whole thing with Shadow... They lied and they just had it done? Um, the whole then... thing with Shadow and Returns when they made the first one is they made it with a pretty expressive in-game editor. Yeah. So the whole point was that they were creating this tool and this game but these tools that they could use to leverage to make other games. Man,
0: August is gonna be great because you got Great British Bake Off every yeah. week. You got fucking Steven Universe. Yeah. You got fucking Shadowrun which uh, once I'm done with Yoshi's Island I'll, that'll probably be... The, I'll I'll, st- I'll probably start playing through the first Shadowrun really like to get Sh- caught up Sh- in the second place.
1: Shadowrun Returns Returns is good, Dragonfall is great.
0: You will see why Dylan... Dragonfall, so that's the one I want to play, yeah, because Dylan, every time like we're sitting here like talking about video games, she's like, hey, have you played Shadow I will Dragonfall? say that
1: like it's hard to go to play Dragonfall and then Dragon uh, Shadowrun Returns, because Returns is good, it's just not as good it's as Dragonfall. Is Dragonfall
0: an expansion to Dragon... Uh, yes. Shadow. So, t- well, this'll, technically this will be the third Shadowrun game of this series, right? Yes, yeah. correct. Fuck, I, I, I really, got two games to catch up on. I love these how games. How long are the games
1: to beat through, like, a single player? It depends player. on how you play them because they're optional stuff can you cheat? yes oh oh, fucking yes I cheated are you kidding me because that's the thing I found the games to be surprisingly difficult because I'm not very good at like stat management and inventory management so I cheat like turned on god mode are you kidding I gave myself a million AP like I played through the first I played through Dragonfall legitimately and there's a point where it just gets hard and it wasn't really fun anymore Turned on cheats had a lot more fun
0: are cheats built into the game?
1: Well, there's a console. You can use the console like with Fallout and shit. You can just. Yes, essentially. Okay,
0: very cool. Okay. So you can just—I might um, be tempted as someone who's like having to cheat to get us through his, uh, to the end of Yoshi's Island. I'm just saying, yeah. I would
1: not not recommend it. I'll say that because there is a point where it just starts getting too. It, for me, it got too hard because I'm not I'm not necessarily a skilled game player. Yeah. I just enjoy that kind of shit. So anyway, but I really like the characters and the um the relationships in Dragonfall. And I think right now they're doing a pre-order sale where you can pre-order Shadowrun uh uh, uh Hong Kong for 30% off and I think get the other games for 30 I
0: already have Dragonfall, but like yeah. I might as well just like, might as well pre-order. The you can, clock.
1: you can, I mean you can skip returns. And there's like some sh- foreshadowing. There's no
0: story stuff that I'm, I'm uh, skipping out Not on? Not really. Cause they're, they're two um, unrelated stories. The first one foreshadows the second one a little bit. That's the thing because man, we're getting to the end of summer. Yeah. It's gonna be August soon. Game
1: season bro.
0: Out. Uh, uh, the next big game releases the rare replay thing that comes out on yeah. August fourth, which same week, great British Bake Off, which is not, not it's really just it's a late summer game. Sure. But the only big release after that is is pretty much Shadow Fun, uh, uh Shadow, just Shadow Run, uh, Hong, Hong Kong, Kong. Mm-hmm. and this Mad Max. Yeah. And Mad Max on the first, a week later, that kicks. i really like yeah. you saw the calendar in my bathroom. It is every week, pretty much until like the mid December.
1: Man, I was, uh, I, I am excited about Assassin's Creed Syndicate because, fuck me, I do love Assassin's Creed games. Even the worst ones, Have I get some pleasure Assassin's from Have every Assassin's Creed game? I've played every, uh, now, and it's like, I don't I've, know I've know played every all. console Assassin's Creed Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying, game. yeah.
1: I've not, like, some of the mobile ones I've missed out on, but, but I've that played every, out,
0: like, the main line, yeah, exactly. And I
1: haven't beat Unity. Unity is the only one I haven't beaten, that's just because I stopped reason? it. Yeah,
0: I just, Did it I was very. that to you?
1: It, was that your copy? I was trying to figure out who's copied it.
0: Yeah, because I bought it, because, like,
1: it was fucked up, but I it's, said, like, you could play. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. that's what it is. Um, I still need to finish it, but I am looking forward to Syndicate, fuck me, because I am the sort of person where I'm, like, sure, Gangs in New York, all you right. You and I are still suckers for, like, I am the a sucker for that. historical parkour I shit. I looked up, though I looked, the other day I was talking about, uh, oh, because we were talking about, we've been talking about Far Cry, because Foley dipped into it yesterday, and uh, I was like, fucking, what's Jeffrey Yehalem up to? Because he was the dude who wrote Far Cry 3. Oh, that guy, yeah, the guy,
0: oh, He's the no. lead writer
1: on Syndicate. I mean to be fair He was the lead writer on other Assassin's Creed games And he seems to write all the garbage He was the lead writer on Brotherhood and Brotherhood was good. Brotherhood was good. Granted, yeah, you're not he playing that shit be, for the plot. He seems to be doing the um all the wank like the the, well, th- the sci fi wank that no one gives a shit about uh, Assassin's well then... Creed. That's say, Far
0: Cry three seemed to be his first experiment, like first time he was let free l- to l- l- do whatever he wanted to. Yeah. And he shit the bed, so I'm assuming yeah. with Assassin's Creed he doesn't have that yeah. liberty to but man,
1: you didn't. Just, yeah, just, I'm gonna play Syndicate. So I'm gonna wear a hole
0: through Syndicate. It's gonna be hopefully. All right, hopefully. And, but then you know what? All, honestly, all I want is something to kill time do? until you Fallout, have Uncharted, and then you have an Uncharted collection. You've got yeah, you've got Tomb Raider. Oh, man, you've got, I'm so
1: ready to play. Go replay Uncharted. Um yeah, get there's.
0: We th- we were worried that we're, there wasn't gonna be anything this uh, uh, this fall to play on consoles, but there is. That's some not stuff. There be is a some stuff. Yeah.
1: Uh, the current season of Key Peel Peele will also be its last.
0: Uh, yeah, so I guess the fifth season just started, which I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, but... Well, that's
1: because Key and Peele is usually ingested through clips on YouTube. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so they just came out, uh, came out and said that they were... Well, they both have movie deals, so it makes sense that they would yeah. be all like... Oh, well we're working on other stuff. Uh, the bad thing is it seems like their movie deals and they'll be working separately. Because even yeah. on this this announcement they were like, Yeah, we we'll just like to, like, you know, maybe we'll get back together again sometime, but for right now we're gonna go around separate ways. Where's their like, Key and Peel? I don't even know yeah. their first names. It's Key and Peel. I don't know which one is Key and which one is Peel. <laughs> well, I know. it's two black guys named Key and Peel. Mm-hmm. One guy looks like fucking uh fucking Indian uh hey ash what you playing guy, and the other one is the other black guy. Wow, he does, it kind of looks like for some reason. He went, Anthony Birch looks a little bit like one of the guys from Key and Peele a little bit. You can't see it? No. Oh. Really? Oh, Bill. It's like
1: looking, um. So, like, like looking Kim Peel is so like the the Continental sketch is still my Continental breakfast is still I think my favorite piece that is of sketch true. comedy
0: that that was... in
1: all of existence. The, the amazing thing about Kim Peel to go back and watch is whoever does their hair and makeup on that show, if they have not won an Emmy, they should win a lifetime Emmy. That
0: is that is really the secretly the best part of yeah. the goddamn episodes with the the, the football players. Oh with yeah, East West. I mean, the names they came up with are ridiculous. For the fact they have to come up with a new character it's for every dumb one yeah. joke yeah, It's just, yeah, because they go through like a whole season's oh. worth of hair and costumes just oh, for that one so fucking, good. every time they do that sketch so for it that season. Good, god um, damn. Oh, so good. Donkey teeth. <laughs>
1: In conclusion, uh, the
0: uh, going on literally as we speak is Summer Games Done yeah, Quick. Yeah, I was surprised I didn't start with this, like the moment we started recording the podcast but literally just like two minutes before we started recording a Summer Games Done Quick just started uh it seems that the first guy is still running uh whoops, I forgot to mute the whole volume on the TV, is still running Yoshi's Island. Uh yeah, he's be done pretty soon. He's yeah. pretty far into the game.
1: Let's see, he's two sixteen in and uh they estimate will be... take uh, almost three hours yeah. to play. So
0: uh oh man. He's. I can't watch too much of this because I'm right at the end of the game. So I was I, gonna oh, say, no, I've spoilers. actually done this stuff, though. Yeah, spoilers, the fucking, buddy. He's in the ice cavern where there's icicles falling off. Anyway, this song, uh, yeah, Summer Games Done Quick just started uh, just a couple hours ago. Um, this is the the, the the charity event where people speed run a whole bunch of games, both retro and newer games, mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Twitch for a week. And you just, uh, I think there's still, I think this year's charity is still accounts. Can- uh, Doctors Without Borders. Yeah, can- Doctors Without cancer Borders. Cancer stuff. Um, but yeah, they, they they tend to raise about a million dollars a year, and it's just fun. It's twenty four hours of nonstop streaming. Yeah, uh, lots of Aspergy kind of people playing video games. It's
1: there is something kind of hypnotic about seeing someone who is very good at a game yeah. play a game. Like it's it's be-
0: We are both like, watching this guy play Yoshi. right now. It's It's almost
1: like an abstraction. Like it's become something else. Yeah. You know, and it's fascinating. You know they're
0: not going to get unless they get fucked up, you know they're not going to get trapped, so they're pretty much boiled down the game to its yeah, like, like essential nutrients. Yeah. And so but then, yeah, why is he just hopping around? He, this guy's playing this uh, like auto-scrolling stage, so there's not much he can do to make this game go faster, but he's still just kind of like just, yeah, I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah. <sighs>
1: It's is it is. fascinating.
0: I've never I've never watched
1: this before until Bill uh, uh, turned it on right before I got here, and it's just. But they I, do. I, I, yeah. They
0: have like like. I th- are they going to speed run Fallout? <laughs> They've done games like that, like big I'll believe role it. games. I'll believe it. Uh, Fallout Three will be eight uh, fifty a.m. on <laughs> Friday. watch esti- it at work. <laughs> uh, the estimated time. What do you th- how? How fast do you think? Boy, how fast could you beat Fallout?
1: Because you would have to level up to a point to be able to get through the later sections.
0: Yeah, uh two hours, twenty-three minutes. What? Annie you've probably actually definitely been on the toilet for longer. That's <laughs> gonna take. Seriously, that is the estimated length for Dear Fallout Three. Lord, uh, the original Fallout fifteen minutes. Wow, I mean these are all estimates, but the funny thing is the, these estimates are usually padded. So if they yeah, if he yeah. says twenty three minutes, it's probably gonna be like twenty one minutes. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, that that's hilarious because that is actually uh, uh, to compare uh, the the estimated time to complete a speed run of Super Mario Bros. Three is an hour and twenty minutes. Wow. Wow. Okay, video games are weird. <laughs> video <laughs> games, are games are weird. Are well, it's
1: fascinating because the the thing that's interesting about games is that you know there's so many different ways to interact with them. Yeah, you know, and there's no, none of them are wrong. Games don't. Games are just this thing that are here, and however you interact with them is right. You know, and uh, yeah,
0: Donkey Kong Country takes forty minutes. Wow. Wow. That's Fallout, man. How, or, or I know. How badly can you break Fallout 3 to beat it in 23 minutes? Yeah. Like,
1: you would have well, to... I mean, if you define you beating it... The, you can't even look from the beginning to the end point in 23 minutes. That's a good minutes. point. Well, if if beating it means, like, you just complete the end objective... Yeah, because that I means... Yeah, like, you don't have, have to You have through. to do different things just to unlock
0: the fight. That's what mission. Says, So he must, like... We must put like a, uh, put like an input controller input that like sinks him to the ground, teleports him to the end, seriously. And like he's like in the Jefferson Memorial, and suddenly the yeah, they must or have, like have some
1: sort of hack where it's like some by going to this place
0: you unlock part of yeah. the... But the funny thing huh. is, they all they try to play the stuff on the original. Actually, I wonder. Uh, actually, I'm gonna see what uh, if they're gonna play that on console. It's well, on PC. Yeah, so. I was gonna say because it is
1: it is a PC game. So, but I
0: would imagine they're probably playing like an unpatched version. So there's enough glitches. Yeah, to, like, just as, yeah, that's just. Damn, yeah,
1: because I imagine with mods, it's cheating. Elder
0: Scrolls, Oblivion is going to be 55 minutes. Huh. Man, fucking... It's funny that like all these 2D games from like yeah. the 80s are going to be taking yeah. longer than some of these. like A uh, Link to the Past is 20 minutes. Again, oh, they're doing 100% speed runs for a lot of the older yeah. games, but still... Yeah, well, because the 60... nature
1: of open world games are interesting because it's not so much about what the, the game is, like the story, as much as just the things you do within the world. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's not like Tetris, or it's like, well, like you... Are trying to clear rows. It's like Well you're making things That's And true. you're meeting people I'm trying to see If there's
0: anything in here That sounds like Something you'd be interested in Other than the fallout I can't see anything Speedrunning really is, is not my scene. Speed... Uh, Samurai Pizza Cats? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, they're,
1: they're gonna Samurai play Pizza Castlevania. Yeah. Okay,
0: anyway, we should probably wrap this podcast. Anyway, it really is us just, is like watching. This is where Bill is totally
1: distracted. Hey, everybody. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Boy Hattie Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about some more pop culture detritus. I'm gonna go home and get real excited about Fallout 4.
0: Yeah. When we get and back, it'll be rocking. August 1st, though.
1: Uh, uh, I it'll swear to God, just... Moment. I just wanna, like... Can I just go to sleep <laughs> until... <laughs> November eleventh. Can I just go to some sort of? What are the
0: Fallout games that you like so much?
1: I just grew up playing them. I was thinking about Is it. Is it the world? Is it just like there? Uh, uh, with Fallout in particular, it was the first t- one of those games I'd ever played. Like I had played console RPGs and shit, but I'd never played a Western RPG. And it was the first time, in, like it was the first time in a game where I really felt like I could do it and be anything. No. The first time I ever drank liquor first time i ever did a drug uh first time i ever kissed or fucked a man, the first time I ever f- kissed or fucked a woman was in Fallout. Like, that I could be, like, this this strong, charismatic person. Like, I had never felt that I could be whoever I wanted to be. That was the first time I'd played a game like that. Hmm, okay. And, uh, where I felt like, you know... First time
0: we really lived life, but it wasn't I mean, a video game. Like, so we did he, all these, like, life markers. It felt
1: very transgressive. Like, that, like, I could do this, okay. and my parents didn't know, and, yeah. like, I could get away with it. <laughs> and then, I don't know, there's just something about the, like, the atmosphere and the aesthetic of it, and uh, the music like i mean i got my taste in music in a lot of ways from fallout you know, point, like my yeah. wa- my first dance with my wife was kiss to build a dream on which is the opening song from fallout 2 you know so it's uh i don't know like those games they just
0: and do you st- how, do, how does fallout 3 compare for you compared to the original fallout games i mean so it's that's a very a thing because like if it's very one thing you grew up game. on those i know mechanically it's an entirely different kind of game but like well, in terms I'll of the this. content
1: it's not it's not Dissimilar enough, you know. It's it, when when something is part of your childhood and you haven't necessarily replayed it since you're... And I hate to say childhood. It was when I was a teen. Yeah, but still. But it's like when it when it's something, something that is a memory. It's not like I have that memorized or anything like that. It's more just like a feel, like a, a t- like the
0: the the atmosphere of a game in a place. There was a great uh, the the giant bombcast. Technically, they're spinoff from the giant bomb bombcast. The beastcast this week they were talking about. Yeah, it's that thing where sometimes you're fondness for a game isn't necessarily for that game for yeah. that time of life how it made you feel yeah and it's not just, a
1: literal i perform these acts in this way
0: yeah i like it so much because they talk about how when people try to bring back games that really that and they like kickstarters that try to play on people's af- uh, affections for a game they mm-hmm. play in their youth mm-hmm. how they're already kind of setting them up so, themselves up for a disappointment yeah because even if they come back and if they were to do another 2d fallout game mm-hmm. That's not necessarily going to instill the same feelings in you as you did when you originally played it as a kid, because as a kid, it's a different thing. The game still may be as good, and it may still be a great game, and you still really may enjoy it, but when you're buying into that, you may be buying into something that you can't recapture because it's a piece of your youth. And
1: also, like with, with Fallout, it was like... It's again, it's all about exploration and discovery. And once you've discovered something, you can't rediscover it. Yeah. And it was also like a time before like I could re- I really went online to discover things. Mm-hmm. So like there's a dumb part of Fallout 2 where you can randomly encounter the bridge of despair from uh Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> really? And uh you have to answer the questions and everything. <laughs> and I was like just playing this game and I'm and if Did you know answer right that correctly, was? you can die. Yes, okay, I like, yeah. yeah. it was. And uh, it was just like I never like it felt like such a holy shit, what the yes, hell? Okay. In it was, the sky or whatever? You die, yeah. <laughs> like, so it was, uh, it just felt oh. like, again, it was like being in the library and discovering this book. It felt yeah. like such a
0: personal thing. You can't recreate that.
1: The only, that's one of the reasons why I love Shadowrun Returns so much, is that it feels the most now to me as an adult as fallout felt at the time well, that's a
0: similar thing because it's a, like a three-quarter it's like view isometric, isometric yeah. yeah and it's about
1: game. it's about a place and atmosphere and characters as much as it is about stats See, i'm and bummed because there's
0: like the new uh, fire emblem game coming out yeah. next year yeah and the only isometric strategy game I ever played was the first fire emblem game yeah. and the time and place i played that was when i was trying to chase my dog around with a peanut butter on my penis (laughs) right and that was such a specific title (laughs) i don't think that the new fire game can recapture that just because even the game itself is great
1: oh boy and with that friends we'll be back next week to talk to y'all about some more pop culture bullshit i mean
0: i only do have half all right
1: nope stop that's enough of that joke bill bill i let you have that joke (laughs) i did goodbye goodbye forever how are they
0: gonna let me into disneyland
1: goodbye forever goodbye
0: it's not about being fat and going to Disneyland. It's about being Mil- Bill Mudger and going to Disneyland. <laughs> and they like when they Google search me, when they show up with my idea at the park, they're gonna do a- They're quick- like, we saw that dirty picture of Mary Poppins you drew. They're it's like, over. We have seen your gifts. No. Gifts- <laughs> we're actually like, around children in the dark in this fucking park. Walt would kill us. Goodbye,
1: everyone. Goodbye. Take care, guys.
0: It's like we're on the train passing the great British Bake Poop,
1: poop going away in the
2: distance. Toot, toot.
0: Okay, quick. This is a question going out to people. Uh, Anyone who's ever listened uh, or seen a great uh, Wet Hot American Summer? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, The new series on uh, Netflix starts this Friday. It's a prequel series to uh, Wet Hot American Summer. I've never seen Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, man. Should. This is kind of like when people ask about watching the Star Wars movies. Do I watch it in order of release or do I watch it chronologically? You. I have the opportunity to be introduced to the universe of the Wet Hot American Summer Universe no, no. through the TV series because it's a prequel. You gotta watch the, the movie. movie. and you gotta Johnson, watch the judge was that much funnier?
1: More than once. You gotta watch the movie more than once because that is not, not a movie you can, can watch, watch once. once. Really?
0: And oh. get. Like you really, you really gotta, gotta watch that movie like multiple times because it's just some. I've weird heard good shit. things about it. For some reason, I've gotta tell you, I've always managed to avoid it somehow. I love just it. Throwing it out there. Don't okay. Be wrong. So uh, listeners at home, feel free to uh, pipe up. Tell Bill. I just watched it on summer proof. But it's so tempting because then you know. Oh. Have you read Armada yet? Bill, stop the, stop the podcast. My, that was my wife probably thing. saying. She was <laughs> Goodbye. Okay.
2: Bye.